Modified Podcast Activate. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 77 of Lost in Translation 1. I'm May. And I'm Jay. This week we watch Janu's Ark. Or Evolution's Radiance, Shining Evolution. And Homeward Bound. Or Return to the Real World. Real World. That's what it says. We didn't have any DigiNews this week. We do have some Lost in News Lately Mon, and it's mainly replies to survey so far and upta- updates to Patreon. And we'll go through this pretty like quickly because we don't want to waffle on too much for it. So first of all, we have an amazing animation from one of our Patreon supporters and listeners, Chisai. It's my favourite thing that's ever happened with I'm going to talk about this forever because I love it so much. I've probably watched it around 80 times. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. I've like I've watched it a few times a day since I've since they sent it to us. We just listen to our own voices. And it's what it is, it's cut audio from the start of episode 75 when Jay and I take a while to start the podcast because we just start talking about random stuff which we do at every episode and we usually talk for like maybe sometimes like half an hour and it's just it's just rubbish of us rambling so which I always thought that people probably skip through because it's like it's just us rambling but Chisai actually cut out a bit from from the roars that we send them and made them into this fantastic animation and it's so sweet and I've published it like well they've published it and I've shared it on like all our social media and I'll link it in the show notes and we love it so much so thank you so much I got to live my dream and be a small bunny <laughs> that's that's my position I've always kind of wanted like anim- an animation from a part of the podcast but it was I was always thinking like we'll never get that we're not popular enough like oh I'm really I'm so happy someone would spend the time doing that and thank you so much it's so cute and it- the airdrum one and the lot money in it just really show our emotions. It's so great. It's really good. For the next bit of Lost News Lately Mon, we've made some changes to our Patreon, which we're just going to go through quickly. First of all, a Patreon-only feed, which where we're like doing more with that. We're now going to feature more updates about our podcasts and plans about future releases and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> something I will do. And all Patreons $1 and up a month will get access to this. Our next Patreon milestone we've added a bit to, and it will also have us cover Lane in a special monthly special. Who the hell was Lane? Lane is written by the same person who did Tamers and ha- shares some similarities. And is I've... this Serial Experiments? Yes. Oh, okay. I've heard good things about that. Oh, I've heard fantastic things about it. So our next milestone, which is $200 a month, which will be actual website with actual domain. So it'll be lostintranslation1.com or whatever we can get. And to sell, and also to celebrate making this milestone, I will continue writing the bad self insert fan fiction that I wrote when I was twelve. And we'll also have a monthly series where we cover Lane. Okay, I guess. So that's the next one. If we ever get to that, that's are we covering it in English and Japanese or just in, or just Japanese? I'm going to look into how much if, if there's a difference between them because I think it's an older like it's for an older demographic, so they might not need to have cut anything. I guess. If we should cover Ghost Story. <laughs> Maybe. We should do that April Fool's. That'd be solid. I think yeah. that'd be great. Maybe because... that can be our next, ne- next, next milestone. Because we can then. watch the Japanese, which apparently the script was just really bad, and we can be like, well, this show sucked, and then we watch the English, and we're like, yeah, that person's really Christian for some reason. Lost in translation, ghost. Um, maybe that'll be our next, next milestone. You never know. We also added to the $7 per month uh, Patreon pledge level, where... 7 we will... or 70 7 We yeah. don't have a $70 I heard, you, I heard you say 70 I, I I said $7, but if I didn't, I meant $7. So $7 per month, where you will, you will get the segment guide that I use for each episode, and that'll be posted on our Patreon feed. And uh, this has been there for a f- 
like two or three weeks, I think, two, three it's weeks. basically like extended notes. So the segment guide is basically what I read through each episode. And it sort of has, like, the progression of what I have to talk about. It has each segment that we have. Sometimes it it has little things that I want to mention, so I remember to mention them. It has, like, our overall episode discussion points. It has everything I want to talk about throughout the podcast, basically. It's basically that stuff that goes on behind um, the sets at a play, with, like, the ropes and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, that show is a rope, but, oh, it holds up all that stuff you need. (laughs) Well, we need that stuff to run the show. Yeah, so I, I just thought that'd be a fun little thing to share. Also, I put in so much time to the segment guides, I'm kind of like, I'm sick of no one seeing them but me. I want other people to see them. I see them, and I only tell people about the spelling mistakes. Yes, and it's really annoying. <laughs> it's not like, my spelling's not bad, I just write, tend to write very quickly. You never, like, if you... No, I don't care about my th- My notes are so bad for spelling, because I'm rushing them so hard. Like, I spelled Digimon with two I's there. I don't or know. Or the dark with, two, like, three R's, all right? What? That's two oh, that's R's. That's two R's, which is all in capitals, yep. because that's what happens. Then on to our survey stuff so far, and I'm going to, again, try to address this quickly so I don't waffle on too much. So, first of all, a common question was asking us to post our screenshots of the week, which we already do. Maybe it's because I didn't mention that we do, but we actually do post it in the show notes of every episode and in the description. And it's also in the With the Will thread. And we also do post these screenshots prior to doing the episodes anyway. So, and that's where I link them they from. They go on Facebook at some stage, don't they? Yep, yeah, they go on Facebook. They go everywhere. But maybe it's because I haven't said that this is what we do. But yeah, we do link the screenshots of the week. And we also link Weekly Wonders. And that's always in our show notes and in the description and on With the Will. The only other place I could think of even putting them is like on the page of like the podcast app. Like how much more obvious could it yeah. be? Well, it, it is in the description that you, that you see on like iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever. And it is in, in the show notes. So maybe we have to be more clear about our plans to where we're putting that. But yeah, we have been putting that there. So I will add a bit to the outro every week to say that that's what we're doing just so we make it clear, because I guess I didn't tell anyone that that's what we were doing with them, but that's what we're doing with them. The next point that, the, that a lot of people are saying in the podcast is that they seem to really like you, Jay, now. Yes, 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 yes. And that's always a nice change for us, because when we first started, there were people telling me to get rid of you. I mean... Because you were so negative about Digimon, and you, I mean, saying, look, and you were saying Angel Anaconda and Pokemon were better. I'm just saying that being obnoxious totally pays off at all times, and if you have the opportunity to do that with your yeah. life, you should. And this, the m- most amount of the people who have done the survey so far say that their favourite parts are you, like, talking about Black or Greymon. Like, the Black or Greymon <laughs> freakout is famous now. I really... Well, not famous, but... Can it's... you tell me which episode that was in? Because I actually want to go back and listen to it again. I'll have to, f- I'll have to find it. And it's also we have the Vine. Which rest in peace, Vine. Get ripped. They also love your Gilmon's voice that you do. I d- okay. And they are really happy that you're still skip- sticking with Digimon, and they commend you for it. I'll take it. I can't actually remember what my Gilmon voice is. Another, another, <laughs> yeah, that one. I in a box. I in a box. Another comment says that we should probably calm down on the zero two bashing because we're constantly comparing Tamers to zero two. Um, I mean, like, it, it's a rough thing to ask, because when we were doing Zero Two, we compared it to Adventure a lot. Yeah. That makes sense. But the thing, the, the point is, Tamus does do a lot of lot better than Zero Two, so we, I guess we don't have to mention Zero Two every time Tamus is better, just assume that most of the time Tamus is better. But, but what we, if we just talk about how much better it is all the time instead? Well, we do in every episode. Yeah! I see, I see yeah, the point. yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> 
And our Apple episodes seem to be mostly rating quite well, so that that's good. And except that one, <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh no, we, we did. We Someone did, used the word mostly. We, we did get a one star review, but all the <gasps> all the other <gasps> ones were four and fives. What was the one star? You didn't tell me about this. I, it, I just saw it this morning. Well, like, we maybe. don't like Applemon, or is it we don't like J? <laughs> anyway, it, it's it's fine to not like them. I just I hope I hope we're doing as well as we can because it's a different format. And the last comment I want to bring up is the overall length of the podcast seems to be fine, as most listeners prefer one and a half hours to two hours podcasts, and we're mostly in between these two lengths. And I always think that the best episodes like between an hour and a half to two hours, but also because I'm very lazy and taking and it's, it takes a long time to edit. And I'm just like, every time I do a two hour podcast, I'm like, yeah, we, we You're spoke. not lazy. You've done this every week for 77 yeah. weeks. Every time I do a two hour episode, it's like, I'm torn because I'm like, yeah, we did a two hour episode. We talked a lot. It was great. We were really engaged in this episode. And then like, you know, I you know have to edit it the next morning. I'm just like, why did we talk for two hours? Because you can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and we're done with that. Hopefully that didn't go on for too long. I just thought it'd be good to address the survey points so far and to remind people we have a survey. So if you are interested in doing that, please do that because we do want to improve this podcast. We love making this podcast and if we can continue to make it a quality product, then that'd be pretty sweet Oh, Anything you want to add? Nah? Nah? Are we, are we ever doing t-shirts? No. I think that was the the last pa- uh, Patreon milestone is like consider m- merchandise. I want to wear a t-shirt of myself. We could do a, a Teespring or something. I don't know what that is. Teespring is like a, if you have to raise a certain amount of money by getting like people like kind of pledging and saying oh, I so will buy like the shirt. It's like Kickstarter for shirts basically. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess we'll wait until the milestone thing happens. Or we can just like commission someone to do that as like a special anniversary thing maybe one day. Oh, that'd be sick. Honestly, I just I just want one. <laughs> I'd, I'd wear one around and be like, this is me. Get me. <laughs> watch, watch, listen, to this, listen to this stupid little show I'm in. I mean, there's no way we couldn't do a teaspoon. Like, what's that for? Teaspoon. Teaspoon. Teespring. Teespring. Teespoon. Teespring. Teespoon. So, but what's the legal aspects of that? Legal aspects of what? Of like, because it's, it, Digimon is not, we do not own Digimon. No. But if we got, like, our logo, for example, what's like the legal aspect? Is that legal to me? I don't know, to, that's a Digimon, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying They're that. Fine. I know, but you're a lawyer, you should know about what, this, What, is some right? Japanese company going to come at you for um, copyright? They'd send you a cease and desist, and you'd go, okay, we'll stop. Though, I mean, I, I do see a lot of Digimon fan shirts that people sell and make, but like, I'm just going to like... Look, the answer is very simple, and it's for practicality's sake, they will send you a cease and desist if they even notice, which they won't. But if they do, they'll send you a cease and desist, and then you'll go, fine. So maybe we'll do like a, a Lost in Translation Mon shirt. Yeah. For like our anniversary next year, maybe. That's in like May. That's far away. I want a shirt with me. Adramon on it. We could probably just get the logo and talk to Kaz if that's okay with, with them. Or we could get a new thing, with, which is like, it's like a t-shirt design, but then on the t-shirt design is the Edgermon and the Lotmon wearing the t-shirt with the t-shirt design <gasps> Oh on my it. god, that's really cute! And it goes like that forever. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, I'm so happy. Can we? I don't know, if it works, it'll work. It, oh my god, I kind of want that. We could that. sell like three of them. Two of them would be to us. And then the other one would be to the desi- the person who drew it for us. Yeah, actually, maybe your mum would buy one. My mum wouldn't wear that shirt. <laughs> anyway, on to Obnoxious Synopsis. First episode that we're watching this week is called Janu's Arc, or Evolution's Radiance, Shining Evolution. What will happen this episode? I guess the two things that will happen that are important is that obviously Janu will finish the that weird spaceship, and they're going to have a trip to the digital world with adults for the first time. 
Which, I want to note, given their previous comments, means that that ship is powered by the beliefs of children. We're aware of that, right? Yep. How did they harvest the beliefs of children? This is a thing I want to know. They kept a child on, like, a treadmill, running and running, with, like, a picture of of, something they liked. No, with, like, a cupcake. Yeah, with a cupcake, and they would, like, run towards the cupcake (laughs) on the treadmill. This little fat child on a treadmill is powering their ship. Well, he's not fat anymore. That's fair enough. Had, enough. had enough energy to power the ship. No, but they haven't actually built it yet, so he'll be fat at the beginning. Yeah, they're gonna, but then that's how they're going to power the Ark. <laughs> Run towards that cupcake. So I would do that. So they're going to power. They're going to get to the digital world, and I'm thinking that they're going to arrive at the end. When they do like titles, they often they're often reveals of the thing at the end of the show. Mm. It's always with evolutions. It's like, oh, this big evolution is going to happen. It's right at the end. Mm. Um, In the last five minutes. Mm. The sol- to solve the problem, and this one will be like you know figuring out the problems of the arc, building it, and right at the end, it's like let's go to the digital world and be like and be there. Um, and evolution's radiance. Oh, God, I can only assume that like this is the episode where Kulamon is convinced about what he actually is, and you kind of you get some more understanding of what like the entelechia is and how he- how evolution can be alive and walking around. The digital enchilada. No, I already. T- we've, we've got what it actually is now. The enchilada. I know. Hmm. We should get enchiladas. <laughs> Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? Um, I guess. <laughs> well, I I will be anti-annoyed if in English they say the words "the ship is powered by the dreams of children" because that would be sick. Um, but as far as what will annoy me, it's just oh God. Actually, I don't know. Like they're fighting an. En- what will annoy me is if the enemy, I, mean, I guess, if it continues to be a big red blob, and that's just it. Because, obviously, the Phoenix Mon just said, I'm going to defend this world to my dying breath or whatever, but who are you defending it from? The delete blob? Yeah, the d- delete button. Also, like, let's be real, right? If the D-Reaper is actually a program, the, fuck it, um, I'm sorry, Mizuno would know where it is and be like, I, we can delete that. There should be a really simple solution to this, and I guess the answer of what will annoy me is if no one even has a solution, they're like, I don't know what we could possibly do it's sort of like what we're just talking about in our at one episode six episode which by the time this episode episode 77 is out episode six will be already up we were just talking about how the developers could just shut down any app that was a problem so why can't mizuno shut down the d reaper which is a problem yeah i would like them to address that because they've identified exactly what it is yeah right if it was a mystery oh we don't know and then it took a while, then fine. They fought a mystery thing and then they came up with a solution later. But right now, they've been told this is precisely what it is. It's a program, which, because of the way computers interact in this world, is obviously directly accessible. Just go fix it. Just go fix it right now. Mizuno knows about it and he's in the real world. He should be able to go and just delete it and then everyone will be like, oh, we won. Cool. Sweet. That worked out. I don't know. I, and also, I guess what will annoy me later on, even if it happens in this episode for sure, or if later on it happens, they go to delete the program and, oh no, it won't be deleted. It thinks the delete command is an AI that's whatever and it's deleting the delete command. Hmm. Do you think it will be a good episode? I actually don't. Really? Yeah, I'm not amazingly interested in the Wild Bunch. I think they're all really boring. Right. So you think it'll be Wild wild Bunch focused? Well, I think they have to have a significant presence in the episode. Otherwise, it'll feel weird when they fly in on a ship. What rating do you think you'll give it? A 6.05. See, 6 is still a pretty high rating. It's not. See, I I always thought... That's an average rating. No, I always thought 5 was an average rating, but 5 isn't actually an average rating, because if you split a 10 down the middle, Mm. 5's in the low half of it. Mm. So, and even if you pretend that's the case, so 5.5 is your centre, that means all of the good is equaled 
by the bad, right? And thus it is neutral at the end. Or it is a nothing. That's actually what middle means. Which means that six is sort of when it begins to be more good than bad, but nothing. things don't even get good, actually good, until like seven or eight. Right. Filler or not filler? Well, it's not. <laughs> it's it's got a t- Neither of these can be fillers, and that's a ooh, pretty answer for the next one. I'm so annoyed that I introduced this this part of Obnoxious Synopsis when there were no more filler episodes, so there, basically. There were a few. There were less. There were, there were definitely less. less. Instead of, like, every only one every three episodes is an actual plot-important episode and every other episode skippable, it's, uh, every episode is important for the, for the past few episodes. To be fair to Tamers, and I won't, I'll have to reassess when we get to the end, but right now, in my assessment of Adventure and Zero Two was, if you cut 30 episodes out, you would have the same story, okay? Mm. That's, that was an issue of filler there. With this one, you can only cut 20. <laughs> I feel like it's not even that. I feel like... Even twenty episodes is not. It's too. It's too many. There's. Okay. There's not. 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 Not lots of filler. Things. Even the smallest of filler episodes, like um, that. Any of the Deva episodes were arguably more filler, but they were still fighting the Deva. The episode, the episodes that were filler at the very start still had the background of Ruki and Renamona having a disagreement. But if you have a background. filler episode with a tiny bit of progression in it, that is bad. That's still bad writing. That's not tightly done. If you have reimagine mm. um, Tamers within the aspect of like how I guess either Try or Aplimon does it with mm. tight writing that gets across exactly what it needs to every time, mm. then you you'll cut twenty episodes okay. easily. Well. I guess the Digimon and Barbamon episode was definitely filler. Well, yeah, what happened? What I really like that episode though. What did you? What happened in that episode that made the story different? It gave me happiness. If you took that episode out, what would change? Nothing. But I like exactly. the episode. Exactly. I like. Well, I guess Ruki and Kazu and Kento got back to the others, but they could. But that could have happened anyway. Um, they didn't get back to the others. They flew out of a canyon. Yeah. Well, they they started to, and I really like that episode though. So I feel like even the filler episodes you can't really cut out. You can. You absolutely can. Okay, shut That's up. why they're called filler shut up, episodes. Shut up, I like them. The second episode that we're watching this week is called Homeward Bound or The Return to the Real World. I'm pretty sure it's at the end of the last episode. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to take a very, a very, um, a, a lateral stance on this. A very, you know, uh, it, it's a bit of a wild guess, but I think they might go home. I think they might go back mm. to the real world. No, that, that's a bit of a steep guess. You might, you might want to aim lower. I just want it noted that, like, I do remember, I do remember being really excited for them to go to the digital world. I mean, like, this is what the show was missing. And then they went there, and now I'm so excited for them to go back. Yeah. Because the digital world actually sucks. I keep forgetting how much it sucks, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, you always were rating the episodes were on the real world quite highly. I think you just wanted to know what the digital world was like in this world. That's pretty much, yeah. I wanted to see what what was different, and the answer is uh, enough. <laughs> And then that was it. We didn't actually spend that much time in the digital world, considering this is now, what, episode 40? And we probably spent, what, 20 episodes in the digital world, maybe? It's still significant. I know, but consider- considering t- compared to other seasons where... Ah, they've actually spent more time in the digital world than the Zero Two kids did. <laughs> yeah, because they slept at home. Yeah. Mo- most of the time. And so it's just, it's really interesting having your perspective where, yeah, you were very excited for them to go to the digital world, now you want them to go home. What do you, what do you think will annoy you in this episode? 
Um, I mean, it's hard to guess because I have so little information to work with. But as I said in the last one, I will continue to be annoyed every time their enemy is a delete blob. That's it. I just I need it to be something compelling. At the end of the day, what what are they fighting? The heat death of the universe? Ooh, that's so interesting. Do you think it'll be a good episode? Uh, it'll, it should be fine. I'm hoping. Um, that said, I mean, okay, I mean the the event is so significant that that you can't really ignore it. But I usually find that if they have the same name for both English and Japanese, that often means that they just don't have that much interesting stuff happening. Mm. Um, yeah, there's no secret evolutions like um, Sukuyamon evolves again or something along those lines. Yeah, but uh, in this situation, I think it's just that it's such a significant event that they can't avoid it no matter what language it's in. So, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be good. So you think it'll be a fine, good episode? Yeah, it'll be a 7.14. Oh, okay, so that's... So you think this will be a, uh, quite an alright episode? You won't hate yourself for watching? I mean, I will, but I'll hate myself less than usual. <laughs> Are you getting sick of Tamers? Because you seem so excited no, look, at the start. I'm not sick of Tamers. I think there's so much good stuff in this show. I think I'm sick of, like... I'm sick of Tamers not taking advantage of the strengths it has, and instead going back on old tropes that have been hashed over and over again by Adventure and Try already. Right. It's just... Their explanation of the actual issue that's going on right now is interesting, but it's still, like, what's a fight in Tamers? Oh, well, I evolved and I hit you. It should be I more guess I win. slashes. And you've, inter- yeah, you've introduced this system that I thought I would hate, but actually was great, which is card slashing. Mm. Because it initially gave the kid agency and got them involved in the fight to the extent that they could make legitimate and interesting decisions that swayed it one way or the other. And then very quickly it was, my guy's faster now, because whatever. Mm. Instead of actually having strategy. It fell apart in the Ice Debbie one episode, I think. Because what 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 was Takato's masterstroke? He gave Gilmon wings. Because what what advantage does that give him over Ice Devimon? But it then, pushed him into the ceiling. But then the in the later episode when he tried to use it again, it didn't work because it was saying, No, no, it's situationally you have to plan things. You can't just use the same combo over and over again. It only works in that particular situation. Which I think is really interesting, except that they never did it ever again. Hmm. And then like what was the okay, but the last card slash we saw, it was the funniest one because it's give Cyberdramon lances to do nothing. Oh no, the last one that was actually somewhat strategic was the alias card which you made quite dark yes and I think that was one of the more interesting ones because what I think this show should do especially as a vehicle to get across a card game right is to make the card game sound interesting mm. look at all the weird stuff you can do in this card game The la- which is kind of where you get your Yu-Gi-Oh I, 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 I load my knight on top of the catapult total and shoot it into your castle in the sky which crashes down on you for a million damage Yeah, you get that sort of stuff in the show because you want kids to to seem impressed with the card game I guarantee you no kid was impressed when the last 30 card slashes were my guy is faster my guy is 10% stronger or he evolved the best ones were always Terrymon with a giant shield or Terrymon with a giant hammer. No, the best one was like the first good one, which was the the training thing. Because mm. it was so interesting of like how you make this negative card good tactics. That because was, thinking it through. It was abstract too. It wasn't something that you could particularly predict. And they just dropped it completely. What was the what when has Renamon ever been given anything interesting except the one time she was given I think like a metal glove to fight Gilmon that she didn't use? Yeah, she hasn't had... Yeah, that was ages ago, that one, yeah. 
She was given scythes at one point. That was pretty cool. But that was, again, I think that was in the real world. Yeah. That was so long ago. But, like, I think Renamon's the Renamon's been the worst for this, where she's just, go she faster. Should, she shouldn't be. Go faster, be stronger. But Rookie's meant to be the best at this. Why isn't she using the device cards that Ryo has? Like she's That's how put- she always lost in tournaments against him. Yeah, but she, he was he's meant to be, like, you know, if, if he's number one, she's still number two. Like, she can still... I'm She's sure playing she... with res. He's playing with mythic res. It's, it's just upsetting that she never uses those cards. And Ryo gets some... Even though he's had two card slashes, they've been pretty like cool, even though they're a bit stupid. But, you know, they're interesting at least, more than just... The last few card slashes we've seen from Rookie have been Evolution. Which, you know what, is, isn't as fascinating. Oh, I guess the alias card. I don't even think the card... I don't think Evolution should be because of card slashes. I think that's kind of where the show falls down on that mechanic is when you're bringing it in to be like well the because matrix evolutions aren't card slashes i don't think right oh no the first one is but oh, the wait. second one isn't oh you mean the, the matrix as in the biomergers aren't right yes no they, they don't use card so, slash so you yes. don't need to card slash all the time it's, yeah good point it's, it's it's frustrating it might also be to fill time oh it is that's true. Except for the times when they split screen the three of them, but because they're already making themselves have to do card slashes, they have to. And I, they speed it up so much, they clearly make the video go faster. I think what they should have done, most likely, is obviously rethink combat to an extent where you have the kids actually contribute. You can't have you can't have Gilmon beat everything with fireballs. That mm. won't work. So of course, give him weird stuff. How much equipment is there in this card game? You have a bunch of cards. Is there any interesting equipment you can think of that you've ever seen? Um I really like the big shield, war, the Wargreymon shield. No, I don't mean in the, that's, that hasn't been shown up in the show yet. Yeah, it did. I said name one that hasn't shown up in the oh, show. Oh, hasn't. Do you know? Um I really like the Dramon wings because they're Vedr- they're Aero Vedramon's wings. Didn't Gilmon get those? No, no, that was the angel wings. Okay. They're like light wings, I think. Right. That's cool. And the, you could do lots of stuff with that. Like, I think you could have had a moment where, okay, um, what's this? Gargamon is shooting... Gargamon's guns are, were the scariest thing in the first three episodes, and then they have been boring ever since. And he's magically in control now also. Yeah, he's never... He's not a, he's not a weird psycho anymore. I think what would have been really good is you progress that storyline from going to psycho to this mm. without with, with like him and Henry working together have him fight something where he's shooting at it and it's not working because of the place he's hitting it there's like a moving sheet mm. this you know he, he the you know the everything you can see of him is like immune but once you give him wings to fly to the top of his head he's vulnerable there whatever well- do something. Also, if Gargamon was still out of control, then when Jen, you know, Matrix evolves alongside him, that maybe it's hard for Jen to control him as well because he's so out of control and they have to sync up more. Or maybe he's only in control when they sync up. Well, maybe, or just maybe, like, you have that you have that storyline go for a while and the thing that tips him over into being able to bio-merge is Terramon dying and being like, I should have listened to you. Like, yeah, yeah. He had, you know, he'd been doing his own thing for so long and treating Jen as... You know, just a guy he hangs out with, like not not a not a tamer or, or a power magnet, not magnet, a yeah. uh, battery. Yeah, battery. Yeah. He's, so he's not a tamer. He's just a guy who's around, mm. and I think that would be he's like a buddy. You know, buddy. They're, they're friends. But he's not a tamer. No, mm. no, he would never be a tamer because he can't be tamed. I think that would have been such an interesting way to go. And there was so much promise at the beginning. And then 
they introduce Kazu and Kenta, and then and then Jerry's there mostly to have her Wizardmon. Oh my guy died moment, and yeah, that's better than Wizardmon. But it's really they've really diluted what made Tamers so interesting at the beginning. Mm. This is a lot of conversation for obnoxious synopsis. But, oh yeah. my god, Tamers is so. But it has its moments, but it's so disappointing it's overall. It is better. No, but okay. I guess the thing is with Zero Two, I hated it, and that was it. With Tamers, I'm upset because I'm disappointed because I. I was I was such a fan. So you mean like it's lost potential basically? It has all this potential it's just uh, let's I'll see how I feel at the end, but there's so there's a lot of time wasted. There's mm-hmm. a lot of time wasted with, with great... Armor Revolutions were crap because they were stupid and unexplained. Card Slashers are great because they were explained really well and then they would just stop bothering. Mm. Should we go back onto Obnoxious Synopsis for a bit of No, the, let's, uh... let's go to the show. No, I've got one more question. What is it? it will Janu's arc be filler or not filler? <laughs> Who did ask that question? No, I asked it in the last, the last part. We, we didn't, I, I wanted to ask that quick... I thought it was a quick question. Neither about, of these are filler. No, neither of these are filler? All right, well, I guess... We'll stop babbling on here about Tamers and actually move on to the show where we continue to babble on about Tamers. <laughs> we'll see you soon. On to the show. Episode 40, Jan Yu's arc, or Evolution's Radiance, Shining Evolution, starts with Takato seeming quite nervous to, about fighting the D-Reaper. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I love Takato's character. Takato's great. Let's... Okay, I know what we said we wouldn't compare this to other seasons too much, but this is a relevant <laughs> I part. didn't say that. I okay. refuse I to said, say we'll, that. I we'll, said we'll stop on Zero Two bashing. We're not going to bash Zero Two. I'm just going to compare Takato to the... And this isn't a negative thing about Takato or Taichi and Daisuke, but... Daisuke and, Taka- and Taichi were always like, yeah, let's beat the bad guy. Let's fight, fight, fight. This is the final bad guy. And remember, when confronted in Zero Two by Malamayotismon, Davis was scared, but he was the only one who wasn't petrified. He wanted to fight. In this series, the Goggle Boy is quite nervous about fighting the D-Reaper, and he's kind of like, oh, do you, th- do you think we have to? He's like he's like a, um, a, he's still, he's like a midway to Haru. Huh? He's like the middle point. Oh, Haru, of- yeah, Haru, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, on that show you like. Yeah, everyone. And I, was, I was taken aback because you were talking about Digimon. I wasn't. <laughs> Atmon, <laughs> Atmon, okay. That's different. It's a better show. <laughs> H- Haru is a f- is a fantastic goggle kid because he's like Takato in the way that he's different. He's not like you know a sporty, stubborn go getter who wants to you know punch the bad guy. Season five. <laughs> anyway, Jury says she's, she's like she's wondering why we're here. And Have you also noticed that she has a puppet now? Yeah, she's always had the puppet. She's Did she? I didn't think she brought it with her to the digital world. I think it was in her bag. Because I'm pretty sure it's like she stopped using it once she had Leomon Yes, around. but now Leomon's gone. But why would she have brought it with... I really thought it just came out of nowhere. I feel like it was just in her bag the whole time. But I'm, and I'm willing to believe that. I think that's stupid. The dog puppet answers her and says, We're here because of fate. And now we have to fight against fate. In the dub... The puppet says that Fade is doing very cool things. It's been a very naughty girl. And says that, you know, Destiny's been a very naughty girl. <laughs> and it's kind of terrifying. A little bit. It's got, it's, got, it's got a bit of an evil voice to it. Yamaki has his Zippo again. Yeah, the- I noticed that. And that means he's evil now, I guess. <laughs> I guess he has it when he's in, like, an authority position. Yeah. Oh, I think he's, like, his, it's things, he's thinking, like, he's, he's, like, he stims when he's thinking, I think. It's his, I'm trying to figure out how to lose to children. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And Jun Yu's still working on the arc. In the digital world, Beelzemon is thinking about Jury and the way that she looked at him. In the dub, Beelzemon's narrating much, much more, and he's saying how pathetic he is. And, yeah, as always, he narrates quite a bit instead of just grumbling. 
Then Kurosarimon start latching onto him, and he's screaming about how he doesn't need the power anymore. Which I note is are the things that he was shooting when he first evolved. Yes, and they all evolved to Infamon before. They don't now, like, they evolve into a different Digimon. We'll get to that when we get to it. Oh my god, do they evolve into a different Digimon? You're like, oops. <laughs> you done goofed. <laughs> The holy beast started dressing Kalimon, and Qinglongmon says that since Kalimon's a Digimon now, he has a heart, and he asks what he wishes for. In the dub, Zulongmon asks for Kalimon to choose his own destiny, now that he's a Digimon. Kalimon wishes to do his best in the original. Yeah, I just want to do my best, it's really cute. It's so cute, and that's basically all he says. Also, if you notice that Kalimon goes pretty expressionless. Yeah. Like, he's kind of accepted whatever is happening, mm. except in English, where he's like, oh, I don't know, I'm pretty nervous about this. Yeah. I don't know, maybe this is a good idea, but it seems like a good idea, but I'm pretty nervous. Like, they make, in the dub, they make Kalimon talk about quite a bit more as always also have you noticed in the English as Longmon says the words the ancient ones granted my wish and you became a Digimon yes so he was responsible for it yeah they keep on flip-flopping between that is something I've noticed Mm. in the dub so anyway in the dub Kalamon says that Azulamon is so nice and he doesn't want to disappoint him and basically he's talking quite a lot more instead of being rather silent before using his shining evolution ability is it an ability he has or the Digignomes slash the ancients give it to him no I think it's an ability that he as the digital enchilada has Anyway, in the dub, he says that the power's inside him, and it's bright and warm, and it's like playing with a friend, and it was there all along. And that's in the dub only, instead of him just saying, I'm just, I just want to do my best. It I wish really to do my best. When you hear it's it. pretty dorky. Then Fat Fragile Heart starts playing, and the Digi-Gnomes surround him, and we kind of see a silhouette of Kalamon's real form, I think. I did, no, no, it's the, kind of like the, a goddessy re- thing. the real form would just be a big thing of light. I know, but that's I feel like, like the evolved form. I know, but it looks like this goddess sort of depiction, and it's quite. Pretty. Uh, I, I think it, it kind of looks a lot like Sakuyamon or whatever. Oh, I guess a little bit. But it looks like Kalamon with longer ears. Yeah, no, no. It looks like it looks like if Kalamon evolved. Yeah, into like a pretty lady, I guess. Yeah, actually, it kind of looked like um the big Rabbitmon. That Cherubimon. No, the other one, the one that um Lotmon turns into. Cherubimon. Yeah, whatever. Cherubimon. Sure. Yeah, you've seen. Oh, you've seen the evil version and new version. Yeah, it does look like a good version. And Tiramon. That's it. Oh, you're talking about Tiramon. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Cherubimon. Which I is... don't know what the one that is. Cherubimon evolves from Antilamon. Mm-hmm. You saw it in the movie. You probably don't remember. Is that the clown one? Yes. <laughs> So, Kalamon says Shining Evolution, and of course in the dub, it's Shining Digivolution, which is fine. (laughs) And it lights up the world, and it causes all the Kurosarimon to evolve to some Diaboromon. Which they jogress. Yeah, which is what they did to become Infamon, but now they become three Diaboromon. That seems concerning. Very OP, but I guess they're good guys now. Why why did they become Diaboromon? Doesn't that mean the world is screwed? Mm. Well, yeah, then Beelzemon becomes Itmon, and then we see a bunch of scary Ultimate Digimon, including... A bunch Metal- of Dark Masters. Yeah, including two of the Dark Masters, Metal Seedramon, and... Who was the other one? Machinedramon, yeah. yeah. I have a brief question for the you. The weaker ones. If Kulamon created Diaborumon, does that mean that Kulamon is Willis? Oh, don't do this to me, please. <laughs> And then these Diaboromon made the infected the egg that has Lotmon mm. and and um and Terrymon yeah. in it. Stop and Stop. created the English movies. Stop, I'm begging you, please. <laughs> we also see Hoemon, who is P- Piermon's ultimate evolution. 
And we see Griffinmon, who is really cool and kind of looks like Holsemon. Did you notice that when one of the other Digimon showed up, they were they in the Japanese, they're like, huh, a holy beast Digimon, which was a weird thing for them to say since there's only four holy beasts. Yeah. So they changed it in English and like, ah, a divine beast Digimon. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. That's cool. <laughs> also, here's a, here's a quick, interesting yeah. question for you. Why didn't the kids Digimon evolve? Because it wasn't in the script. But this is no, a big okay. evolving okay. beacon. Why wouldn't they just okay. evolve? I'm going to explain this to you. I'm going to explain your thing. Because you? they are connected to the humans, and the humans are their ways of evolution. Why didn't the humans evolve? Because the humans aren't Digimon. But they can. We've seen it. Yeah, but they... I think this is to Digimon I without see the partners. Evolve. I know. I'm just saying, I, this is for Digimon without partners who don't have a catalyst or reason for evolution. Why didn't Azalongmon evolve? Because it's already fully evolved. He got the power, though. Phoenix Mon said they should continue to evolve. That means he thinks there's another level. Well, really it's hard now because there is a Phoenix she must Mon. Be disappointed right now. Anyway, so Kazu sees some ultimate Digimon and starts naming them because, of course, he would. He should. He should know these Digimon. And I like this aspect, except for when he didn't know what Azulongmon was. That was annoying. Also, um, Impmon de evolves. I said that. Just, but despite the light thing, he should have re evolved back okay, up to yeah. the Elzebon. I think it's because he's also got. A, he's also a partner Digimon. He's. Uh, yep. Mm, that's really. That's yep. really. Tenuous. We see Plesiomon, who is Gomamon's alternate ultimate evolution. Alternate ultimates are so stupid. We see Boltmon, who's pretty cool, and Grand Kuwagamon. And like Kazu's like, I, I know them! I yeah. want those cards! <laughs> and then a Marine Angemon. No, no, with- no, before that, Kulamon falls and Ruki catches him, and she says that he worked really hard. You know, she hugs him, it's so cute. Gambate. In the dub, Rika calls him her hero. Yeah, and then... <laughs> and then the Marine Angemon shows up, which, by the way, I had forgotten these things existed, and I'd also forgotten this is one of the Digimon I remember from when I was a child. Not from watching the show, just from... I've seen pictures of it. Really? And I remember really liking it, because it was cute. It is really cute. That's, that's all I got about it. Anyway, so... It shows up and Kenta's there and it hugs his leg and then leaves and I'm like Well he doesn't is... he doesn't leave. Kenta throws him. And I'm like, is that gonna be Kenta's partner? Is is actually and then I said this. Yeah. No 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 Cause why? Right? They're about to leave. Why does he get a partner? I guess as a reward. What has he done? You know what? Let's pretend that Kazu did enough to get a partner. He looked after the Gardramon, or Andromon at the time, and he looked after him, and he showed some compassion for this specific Digimon. Um, Juri fell in love with Leomon, so whatever, they get to be partners. Um, uh, Susie hung out with Lotmon. What did Kenta do? He was there. Marine Andromon literally fell out of the sky, saw him, boom, good enough. Maybe she was just lonely. This is Idiot. the height of pathetic storytelling. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree. This this is, they're about to leave the digital world, the writers went, wait a minute, we introduced another kid, because we needed a backup, because we didn't know what we were going to do. Here's an idea, Gigimon and Barbamon both fly back, like we see them in this scene. Why can't one of them be the partner? Here's an idea, what if Kenta had died? Instead of Leomon? No, what if they'd both, what if they'd both died at various points, and you have to just deal with it? Alternatively, what if his character never existed? Because what has he contributed? I, Nothing. I still kind of want to see the death of a child. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that came out wrong. That came out his favorite story: the death of a child. No, I want. <laughs> I want like a main character in Digimon who isn't a Digimon to die because I, I feel like they could do a lot with that. 
Right? He just won't like it to open and the bad guy's one punch man and just walks up the shot and flicks them in the face. No, but just imagine if that happened. Like, I feel like they could do quite good things with the story at that point. We're pretty sure, aren't we pretty sure that someone in Try is going to die? Maybe. Could We're pretty sure. As long as it's not Tai Chi or Mimi. They sure aren't in that epilogue. Or that could be Mimi's partner. Mako mm, could be Mimi's mm, partner. Mm, that's not going to happen. This is Japan. No. <laughs> could happen. They don't know that gay people exist. They were totally uh, queer baiting with t- Tai Chi and Yamato, though. <laughs> they were doing little blushies. No, they weren't. Totally. Nah. Anyway, I want to say a quick thing about Marine Angelmon. So I have mentioned this the book that I had as a kid that my mum printed off random things she found on the internet about Digimon when I was around, like, eight or something. So in this book that had evolution lines, and Marine Angelmon was actually the written-down, evo- like, ultimate evolution for Gomamon because it is one of the possible evolutions it in the card like game. It kind of looks like Gomamon. Yes, but it's ultimate evolution, as in fully... fully like, yeah. I always wasn't really sure how that worked. Ikakumon shrinks down to small pink baby. What about Zudamon? Zudamon's much bigger. He's a, you crack open the shells yeah. of Marine Angemon inside. It's kind of like Lilymon from Togemon. The important question is, if you look at Angemon, and you're like, if you put one of those in the water, it'll shrink like a jumper in the wash. Huh. Like, seriously, how are they related enough to have the same name? Uh, it's based on a fish. A type of fish. Marine angelfish? Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. It, no, it's not It's not sort of related to Angemon in that way. It's related to an, to an angelfish. That sucks. Just need you to know that it sucks. Back to Jury and her puppet. Jury's puppet starts saying things about sadness and drags Jury away. In the dub, the, the puppet starts saying how sadness can be deleted, let's find the way, and drags her off. Delete! 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 Also, this is the point I, I was going to write down, something I didn't, but I very distinctly mm. remember. I'm like, May must have hated this. The party just got split up. Mm. Only for like five seconds. Yeah, but you didn't fine. know that at the time. Well, I knew it now, watching it now. And remember, I didn't watch these episodes until quite later on. I didn't watch these as a kid, because they didn't air in, in Australia. Takato gets a message from Yamaki saying that they can get back on the Ark. Then they realize they can't find Jury. Back in the real world, Takata's parents are told that Takata's coming home, and there's this really cute, like, happy scene between them. And I'm just like, I like when they focus on the parents, sort of. Like, it makes me happy. It's it's sweet. I love Takata. I love his family. They're just so genuine and so normal. I just... Don't you like it? I do, I do like them. They make Gilmon bread. I wonder how the progress on that is. Do, do you think we'll find out about the Gilmon bread? I think, think we will see Gilmon bread. Are you happy? Are you hyped? We already saw the progress. We already yeah. saw like, the midway points. Back to the group, Kazu notices the jury isn't there. In the dub, Kazu says that it's just like a girl to just go missing. Like, Ooh. oh. <laughs> Kazu. Hey, to be fair, doesn't someone, doesn't one of the other girls do that very similar thing yeah. later on? <laughs> At least she announces it, though. Takata then says that he's sad because he was meant to look after jury. In the dub, Takata's just worried that he got that she got lost. Doesn't this suck knowing that when he's saying this, he's not concerned because his friend is missing. He's concerned because, like, the girl he has a crush on disappeared. Yeah. It really taints all of this. Jury comes back and has the most nightmare fuel eyes I've ever seen. Yeah, this gets, like, legitimately horrifying, which is strange because it's so not in the tone of Digimon, like, at all. Then in the dub, we get some very obvious dramatic music at this time. No, it's kind of along the lines of dun dun dun. I really wish it did the really, really exaggerated, like triple zoom in. Dun dun dun. Yeah, like yo, her eyes something up with that. <laughs> Kazu then whispers that she went to the toilet because she was behind a rock, and Takata blushes. They kept this, and I was kind of surprised. Like they never mentioned toilets in the dub. 
So the kids are given a countdown? Yep, 40 minutes. Which seems like a long time. Mm. I feel like it's actually going faster than it is. That's because the episode's 20 minutes long. No, I get that, but like, you look at the hands like, one, two, three, four, five. That's not how counting works. They should learn counting from wrestling. Um, and, like, Ching Long says that the Digimon will protect the world, and the kids can stay if they want to defend it, but also they can go home if they really want to. Um, and in the English, he says, he's not sure if it's the children's destiny, but he's not sure what the children's destiny is, but he's sure it's in the real world, so they should probably go back. Yeah. And, um, the Phoenixmon in English, I very distinctly remember, he's, like, still really, really racist. Mm. Like, they've just helped a lot. Yeah. And he's like... You may have helped, but I still think humans are disgusting. And yeah, he says, you, you are still abominations. And in the original, he's still saying, look, I, it's so, still humans evolving with Digimon's kind of still against what I want, but it's fine. I won't question it. It's clearly fine. So you he's what, accepting it. You know what this is? Yeah. This is like a gay, this is, this is a, this is a gay firefighter in Alabama stops a church from burning down and the priest is like, thank you. I hate you, but thank you. Lotmon then drops to his knees and is very gracious and says, Oh, thank you, Kamisama. And then Terrymon jumps down in a, and says in a completely different tone, Kamisama, thank you! And he's like really kind of like happy he's, and... He's like, yeah, thanks, dude! Yeah. Which, you know, and, and Lotmon says, how, you know, she's like, Oh, I'm so gracious, thank you for your acceptance and you're such a good god. And in the dub... Terrymon adds to this and, of course, says, Yeah, thanks, and it's been real. <laughs> I love Terrymon. Uh, as Longmon tells to Kulon's like, You may continue to live as a Digimon. And Kulon's like, Yay! I was going to do that anyway. The children arrive back at the starting place and should... Renamon catches Beelzemon's cape and says that she and Ruki have to leave. Just going to say, though, yep. letting Kulon keep living as a Digimon seems kind of irresponsible because that does mean the light of evolution is gone. Yes. Which seems important. But they just evolved basically every Digimon in the digital world. Yeah, but there'll be more. Will there? Probably. Is there a primary village in this universe? Maybe somewhere. Are there baby Digimon in this universe? I don't know. It's like an infinite... It's an infinite universe. They all evolved. They don't need to reproduce. They're all like the strongest one now. They beat evolution, right? No way. No way. Ryo tells Ruki to come back before it gets dark. In the dub, Ryo says it's not alright, but Ruki will do it anyway because she's stubborn. Then Rika says she'll be back before night. It's like, why are they... I don't like Rio in the dub. Did we mention that she got, like, the red rag? You know, I, I said that. He captures, she captures uh, Beelzemon's cape. Oh, no, because it's not Beelzemon's cape. That's Imon's scarf. Yes, but it it was attached to Beelzemon's arm. Was it? Yeah, it's part of his arm. What it's a like, good cape on his arm. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a capey neck. It's, it's not a cape, it. it's a bandana. I don't know, I love it. It's I've, just I've, a bandana. Yamaki's saying that he feels hopeless, and Janyu says in reply, Momentai. Which is kind of cute. In the dub, Yamaki seems a lot more aggressive and frustrated rather than sad and hopeless. Like, he's, he's in the original completely in despair. Renamon tells Ruki that she heard Beelzemon scream and how she used to only think that fighting and attacking was what was important, but then when she became Sakuyamon, she understood the importance of defense and the importance of protecting something. In the dub, Renamon says that evolving to Sakuyamon gave her the feeling of protecting not just those she likes, but everything. Ruki, in both versions, says how that she understands and Renamon then says that she intends to take Imon with them. So then the Wild Bunch are trying to get, like, help. Uh-huh. And so they send emails to everyone in the entire world. In the English version, it's in the world. Like they're a group of Nigerian princes. Yeah. In the Japanese version, it's only in Japan. And it's basically like SETI at home and our war game. 
What, oh, I said that there was a wording I used. Yeah, the screen fills up with faces like it's some kind of war game. Huh. Back to, to Kato's group. They see the beam of light that they're looking for, and then we see that Renamon and Ruki find Itmon, and Renamon goes to help pick him up, and Itmon slaps away her hand, showing that he's still kind of smug and like, I don't need your help, I don't need anyone. Ruki then gives him his scarf back, and Itmon says they're both idiots. She doesn't give it back. She yeah. ties it back it's on. It's so cute. I don't care. In the dub, <laughs> back. Itmon then says, well, since you're us nice, and maybe it's not a joke, and he <laughs> seems to be a lot more friendly in the dub rather than just like, I don't need you. You're stupid. Why'd you come back for me? <laughs> then it becomes nighttime. The arc appears, and Takata was concerned about Ruki and Renamon, and the episode ends. Hey, let's be real. If this is an arc, technically, this is the worst Digivice design I've ever seen. We'll move on to the second episode, we'll, because it's sort of... We'll, we'll treat it as two episodes, because I feel like they work better as We'll move two. on to accurate in translation, Mon. Yes. Found in translation, Mon. Correct in translation, Mon. <laughs> and so this is episode 41. It's called Homeward Bound, or The Return to the Real World. Get ready for us to say nothing about the English, because nothing changed. I have, like, I have probably more than ten changes. It's fine. I have that many sentences. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, I probably have the same. <laughs> it's four sentences. A big gust of wind, so Davis, blows the arc around. <laughs> and Kudamon starts talking to it. Yeah. And Jen puts Shuchon in, Kazu and Kenta and Gajamon help Jurian, and Takata's still waiting outside. So, I thought that Ryo wasn't trying to make him to the arc, because I'm thinking, well, he said he's staying in the digital world, right? Because Cybertron's mm. such a danger, because mm. it's got Millennium on it. He could never go back to the real world. That's interesting. They remembered that, and then they forgot it. And then he devolves, which is like, okay, that was plot convenient. What the hell? But did you notice when he first gets into the arc, he's Cybertron? Oh, yeah. But when he jumps back into it later on, he maybe because the arc's more mo- like moving a bit more at this point? I don't know. Plot. It's, <laughs> it's pretty plot convenient. He specifically said Cybertron couldn't possibly live in the real world. He just wants to murder everyone. Yep. And when presented with the opportunity to go home, he's like, screw that, I don't care. Everyone can just die. I want to go home. Why does this part remind me of the news story that was quite recent in the papers in Australia? So this is rather topical, where a man flew a drone to get a snag from Bunnings. What? How is it relevant at all? Because it's about, I don't know, it just reminded me because it's like an arc. Because they're remotely picking something up? Yes, it's like, okay, so for those, I guess I'll explain the news. Wow, you really just wanted to talk about this. I just really love Australia. Like, (laughs) I'm continually convinced that Australia is not a real place. You live there. It's not real. Australians aren't real. There was a man who was lost since November and like they lost in Bali and they found him in Thailand and like playing the bongos. On the beach. Yeah. So this is a new story about how a man has a drone and he flew his drone to pick up a sausage from the warehouse place that often does sausage sizzles out the front. That's what the future is for children. He got fined like 10 grand for that. Yeah. I was like, what? That's really sad. What? How could you find someone for living the Australian dream? I just... Australia's not a real place. That was in the news, and it's relevant to this episode. It's... It's, uh... Yes. Yes. Home away from drone. <laughs> drone be, away from home? Yeah, it's better. Yeah, there we are. Drone would bound. We have ourselves an episode title, kids. No, we don't. Kubimon is carrying Ruki and Itmon, and Ruki says that they're really stupid because Itmon, in the previous episode had said that they're really stupid for doing this. In the dub, Rika doesn't say that they're stupid, They just she just says that they have to get back. Cubimon asks for a card slash, but of course we don't have time for this the card slash animation, so I, it's skipped. I like the idea of a card slash outside of combat, though. They never do that. It reminds me of Cardcaptor Sakura. 
I, I guess Ryo did that once with the lances, but the yeah. lances were stupid and unhelpful. Mm. And this is a situation where a card that just says go faster would be really useful. Yeah, basically. Um, so the arc begins to leave without Takato, and Cybertron goes the other way. No, no, a bit before that, Kulamon is asking Juri why she's not saying anything, and Juri's just playing with the puppet, and the puppet's making these weird sounds. And then, yeah, then Takato is kind of standing behind waiting for Ruki, and then, yeah. Seriously, Cybertron flies away. He could have just thrown him into the arc before going, but you have to see him go away. In the, in the dub, everybody is much more vocally aggressive that Ruki's not there. Yeah. Everyone in the originals kind of understand. They say, well, well we, trust, we trust Ruki, and she's, she's not just going to go out for no reason. She's clearly uh, got a mission. Well, she failed in her duty, and we're Japanese, so that's the end of her. And then Gilmon starts yelling at the ship to stop, because Takato isn't on yet, and then Takato falls over. It's kind of cute. Um, so they all make this big chain of like people yep. to, to get him, and it's like Gilmon, then some of the kids, then some of the Digimon, and then at the end of it is Kulamon. For no reason. He should not be the end of this chain. This is irresponsible. And as a result, he gets pulled off the end of the chain, because of course he can't carry Takato's weight. That's stupid. I'm really glad they didn't do the magic of anime and just have this work. Because of course it wouldn't work. He is tiny and he's not that strong. He's of course so it small. I'm glad it didn't work because I would have been quite annoyed if it did. <laughs> Gilmon then yells at the Ark to stop again and the Ark stops. And then Ryo and Ruki show up. Back to the Wild Bunch, they say that the Ark's AI has made a decision for itself. And maybe this is because it uses the Digimon's core program. This is the stupidest, like, moment. The guy's going, there's no way, there's not a chance it could have possibly developed sentience. I know I use the same program that developed so much sentience they made their own universe, but there's no way the same thing could do it again. Never. Can't believe it. It's unthinkable. Then, back to the group, Takata grabs Ruki's hand, and they all get into the arc, and Kubimon devolves, and so does Cyberdramon, back to Monodramon, which we don't... I think we haven't seen him in the show, have we? No. It's no. always been Cyberdramon since the beginning. Yeah, he was Monodramon in the Wonderswan games, and I believe I t- showed you him at the time. So does he have only part of Millennium Mon in him? No, Did no. Millennium Mon devolve inside him to Century Mon? I don't know. Oh, I get it. You're funny. It's Ruki for his decade. Yeah, I, I know. And then it was, um... Annual Mon. Annual Mon. <laughs> A- Animon. Animon. Kazu questions Ruki about why she's holding Itmon, and he says, but you know what he did. And Ruki <gasps> says, yes, I know. And then Kazu says, well, if you knew and still brought him alone, I guess there's nothing else to say. So just like, well, Kazu's quite understanding. He's like, well, we have faith in you. You probably, you probably made the decision for, for the right reason, and I really like that. And Gajamon copies, and it's kind of cute. That was quite good. In the dub, Kazu says, well, you're crazier than a catfish. I'm like, okay. It goes from him being rather supportive and just saying, well, if you knew what he's done and you did it anyway, you know, there's nothing we can say. It's it's happened. And honestly, I took out of this situation that Kazu kind of trusts Ruki and says, well, you're quite smart and, you know, you wouldn't do dumb things like this. So obviously there's a reason for it and I I respect your reasoning. How does he know who Impmon is? He was there. What? When he knows who Beelzemon is. No, no, he, he saw him, Imon. Did he? Yeah, back in the real world. I don't remember. So, now I have a question for you, right? Yeah. Just imagine you you had seen... Uh, how, I guess... You know, as much as we didn't like Kenta before this episode... Yeah. Hasn't this been a great one that's just completely focused on his character? And just yeah. like... It has made... It's made me just love him, right? Yep, yep. And it... He's taken so many steps forward as a person, and I, I really couldn't imagine the show without him. Yeah. Which is all sarcasm, because none of that's happened. Yeah. It just... 
the step of writing from we are concerned about Takato not being able to get into the ship, and then the person who's been sitting in the back not talking pulls a DRC out of their pocket and he goes, Hey, I'm a tamer now! It's like the biggest booby prize ever that could make it mean less for everyone else. In the dub, Kazu makes a comment mm-hmm. about how he sh- how Marine Angelmon shouldn't have been able to breathe in Kenta's pocket with what he sit- puts in there. Oh, funny. There's it- a really cute clip of a Digi-Gnome try to follow them. It's kind of cute. I love Digi-Gnome so much. I really so don't much. want to let this go. Are we not going to say that like Kenta getting one of these things, having done nothing the entire time, totally devalues being yeah. a tamer for everyone no, else? It- each person that's received a Digimon kind of devalues it more. Even though Except Sh- Susie. Yeah, Susie even though Shuchan, that was fine. It was a good episode, and they have a great dynamic. And I feel like it was kind of earned, because they bonded. Hers was the only one that... Since since the original three, hers was the only one that was even, like, okay. I don't even consider Susie... Sorry, not Susie. I don't consider Jerry's to be okay. Jerry's was, I really like the look of, this, of these abs. I mean, this lion. Yeah. And then she loved him, and then, okay, now you get to be the tamer, even though he said, I don't want this. I wish she became a tamer, like, earlier, maybe later than the others. Maybe episode, like, 15 or something. And we just had a bit more backstory from that. You know how when you force a Digimon to evolve, you get a um, dark, a dark evolution? evolution? Yeah. What if when you force a Digimon to be your partner, you get a dark, like, um, Digivice? Well, he did die. Yeah, no, but, like... Maybe but, maybe she, it's her fault for, that he died because she forced him to be her partner. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's it. Because, mm. obviously, he came out of a rainbow, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, some, like, there should be, like, a negative consequence of you forcing someone to be your partner. Since we know, now with Kenta, apparently, it is the easiest thing in the world to get a partner Digimon. Yep. If you, to get a DR just spawn for you. Yeah. In, in Adventure, they had to... you the um, In Adventure, the Holy Beast had to send them to you. And you had to see a fight, basically. You or had to see the Digimon you, fight. You had to be specifically destined for it through these crazy circumstances. But... No, in Kenta's case, your friend just has to have one, and then if you just stick around long enough, you'll get one. He went to the digital world, but there was no reason for him to be there besides the plot. No, but that's irrelevant, because Jerry didn't have to go to the digital world, and she got one. Yeah, well, she was the last one to get in the real world. But it doesn't matter. The implication is that any of them could at any time. Mm. Because whatever, right? Mm, mm. Who cares? It doesn't mean anything. Kazu wants to touch Marine Angemon, and Kenta won't let him. In the dub, Kenta says that Kazu is just trying to freak him out. Like, where would you get that evidence? I mean, I guess because in the dub, Kazu's terrible. Touch the fish. Touch the fish. Itmon is wondering why they chose to save him and bring him back. And he says, but somebody's... I don't deserve this. I'm Somebody like me doesn't deserve to come back. Wait, one more thing. He's quite surprised, yeah? And we were talking the other week about how the young kid always gets the best Digimon. Yeah. But Kenta's not that young and he got an ultimate level. Yeah, but he's a small ultimate level. It doesn't make a difference. I think someone working for a god and was created by gods outranks this. Yeah, but one that can't evolve. Lotmon can't evolve. Only got ten episodes left. I think it's because... The day the the god said that she couldn't evolve because she was a bad deva. Okay. Well, the so god, the, the gods, Zuchan, the, um, Yes, Zuchan said that she could that he couldn't evolve because he, you know he was bad he was bad at being a deva. Then the light of evolution evolved everyone, and Lotmon still didn't evolve, and the god still doesn't approve, especially not in English. So Lotmon mm. screwed forever. Okay, if, if you believe that, I'm not telling you what happened. I'm not telling There's you. Only ten episodes left. Anyway, so in the dub, Itmon says that he should have been left behind after what he did. <laughs> Kenta's going to bio-merge next episode, isn't he? 
Can't, but that's an ultimate level Digimon already. But isn't he gonna like just? I I would be on board with the joke if all of a sudden he got all of the privileges the main character got effortlessly no, you and through doing hate nothing. That. No, no, because I'm already got my anger about it out. I think it would be really funny now. What about if he continued to be useless? What if he bi emerged then just stood there next to Kazu making jokes the whole time? Just standing there. Hey guys, I'm a Digiman. <laughs> I, okay, let's be real. If Gardramon was ever going to buy a merge with Kazu, I would want him to, like, have a full evolution. And then the last bit of the animation is his chest opens up and, like, Kazu gets in and starts piloting him. That'd be He's so sick. That'd be really cool. No, that is really cool. Back to the real world, the Wild Bunch find where the Ark will realise. And, of course, it's the park. And they act like... That's, this... That pool we saw. Yes. And we talked about because it, it looked really shallow. Yeah, because it was for kids. It said you you have to be behind, between these years in school. It was the park you you walked off to again when I was at that. Yeah, because I realized it didn't take photos at the at the other park with the playground. You... And then you just sat at the Gilmon shrine. Yeah, that was such a good trip. I think that's probably one of my favorite days in Japan. It was so boring. No, you liked it. What do you mean? You got to see all the stuff you wanted to see. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Oh, you, you got to read in like a nice shrine park. I guess. No, that was... Not... That was the day I got murdered by mosquitoes. Oh, no, I think... Also the last day. Every day. Every day that was mosquito day. last day was brutal because we had to sit down at that bench. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that bench that was, was bad. That was bad. And no, but I, the Hypnos Tower was good. That was, that was the best part of that, that day. <laughs> like, where are... Where is Gilmon? Couldn't be possibly in that park down there. <laughs> I literally can't see the red dinosaur in that park right now. Hey, boss, I, th- I think they better look at this. No, I'm, I'm, bus- too- I'm busy looking for the Gilman. I can't hear you over my Zippo lighter. I, I imported it from America. <laughs> I'm blonde. I must be American. Meh. Is Yamaki American? Mm-hmm. No, he's blonde. He's just a main character. Oh, I forgot, right. No, he's not a main character. He's an antagonist. Mm. Gilmon is telling the Ark the story, and then Takao's like, but what you doing, buddy? You know and, the, the Ark yeah. is just like the Hell 9000? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Takado thanks him for stopping, and it's really sweet, and it's like, pats him, it's like, good Ark. <laughs> and then there's this really cute bit that like was kind of like a small bit, but I just really love it because it's Ruki. Ruki pats Juri's puppet. It's so sweet. It is very cute, and she like looks like she really doesn't appreciate it. Well, because something might be wrong with Jiri at the moment. We don't know. I think the puppet might be the D-Reaper. D- the D in D-Reaper does not stand for Digi like you think. It stands for dog. No, the dog was a true enemy all along. <laughs> Ryo then says that this is going to be the first time he's going home in like a year. And it's like, oh, thanks, guys. Ruki then punches him because he's like, you're a, ba- you're a bad kid. You should go back. And you know, your parents are probably worried about you. In the dub, Ryo was saying how he deserves f- something for rescuing Rika twice now. Which is completely, completely different. Like, why? 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 Why Why is Ryo terrible? Like, I... He's he's okay in the original, right? It's fine, I guess. As a nothing goes. I swear the reason he wasn't home for a year is because he said Cyberdramon would murder everyone. Yeah, yeah. And now that isn't a, thing, a problem anymore because he magically de-evolved. Because he didn't know that the first time he got on the Ark? Yeah, because he didn't de-evolve the first time he got onto the Ark. Why did he get on then? Because it's in the script. What? I feel like it's because they wanted to bring Ryo back, and you said they weren't... You said Also, that is Ryo it just because Cybertron look like he f- changes in size constantly? Like, sometimes he's, like, the size... He's, like, slightly bigger than the kids, and sometimes he's, like, massive. That's because he was crouching. 
He was crouching Cyberdramon, hidden mon- Monodramon. Hin- Millenniumon. Hidden, yeah, hidden Millenniumon. Um, so they're on the on the ship and everyone's on it. And they're like, yeah, we're going home. And then the D-Reaper just randomly eats like the path that yep. the ship is taking. And then they start to fall. So Takano gives the ship a pep talk. Yeah. And then the, the ship speaks back to him by connecting to his PDA. Yeah, that's how that works. And it's like, we're all in this... Together, <laughs> and they start singing songs from High School Musical. Um, and then yeah, they all emerge out of the pool that we saw in Japan, which was sick. And then there's just this moment that warms my heart. And the children are at the park, and they, you know, they come out and they see the parents for the first time in weeks, probably months, maybe I don't know. And Ryo gives a thumbs up to. I know his parents are there, but they shouldn't be. They shouldn't. He was be. born in a different universe. Unless they create, like the gods created parents for That's him. That's the stupidest thing I ever did o- here. Or brought them over. Or he got adopted, I guess. So there were seven kids, and what I noticed was three are crying. Takado, who is he's kind-hearted, he's loving, he loves his family, he's not afraid of his emotions. Kenta, who's basically just a wimpy nerd, really. Yes, he is. And then Ruki. Who's like, yeah, Grandma, I love you. Hi, Mom. <laughs> and especially with the next the next scene is them all hugging their parents. Except for Kazu, who's getting punched in the head. I would punch Kazu. And then Ryo, who's like got his arms crossed, like, yeah. And, and his, his dad... dad's ignoring him. <laughs> his dad's like, oh, you, that's you how, that's, that's how you should react to Ryo. But yeah, so what I really like is Ruki is hugging her mum and crying. Yeah, she does that. This is completely different to the girl we met at the start of the season who was pretty, like, not wanting to show anyone she any emotion. Cold. And she was cold to everyone. She was like, I don't care, mum. Go away. I just don't want to do this. If you try to hug me again, I'll kick you. And in the dub, it was always much worse. Instead of just maybe... Like, in the original, it was always kind of like, maybe she actually is doing the photo shoot because she does care. But no. In, in the dub, it was like... Always, oh, I hate my mum. All she cares about is this. And, yeah, it just, it just warms my heart, Rookie's growth. Like, is this not great growth? Sure. And then Imam walks away sadly. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And Rookie is so sad. And she's like, no, come back. In the dub, instead of just silence when Imam walks away, Imam's thinking to himself about how he has no home or place to belong. That's sad. But you just got rescued. Clearly people care about you. Yeah. Yamaki and Reika are talking about Jui's parents. About they didn't come to get her. Yeah. Whoa. Because they say she's a selfish daughter and she should come home by herself. That's rough. In the dub. That's what your parents yeah. would say. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, tell me I'm wrong. In the dub, she's, um, they say that she left on her own so she can get back on her own, which is not as harsh, but that's still kind of harsh. It is. Though, because they don't want to... It's not really a thing in Western cultures to just send your tiny child out on public transport, and which in Japan, it's quite normal to do that. So, in the dub, Riley says that they can find an operative to help her go home, so she, and it's like, because she can't go home alone, instead of in the original, where it's just like, well, she'll have to go alone. You know what the thing with that is? What? It was only in, like, the 80s that, like, child disappearances actually started to be taken seriously in, at all. Yeah. Because before that, it was like, oh, no, the kid ran away from home. Whatever, that's what, that's what happens. Yeah. And, like, this per- this kid, like, disappeared, like, was in the front, you know, was at the front of the house or out yeah. playing and just never came back. And the parents tried to figure out what happened and there's these investigations and, 
like they didn't know and the police are like no oh, whatever they ran away they'll come back it's fine mm. it's kids boys will be boys whatever and people are making reports like no there's like the rings of these people who do stuff to kids and they're mm. taking them off the streets and they're like no what are you talking about they're just kids because it's the 80s and just, they didn't know mm. they didn't know this sort of thing happened and then in Japan it never happened so they still can Takata looks at Juri and says how he'll go with her because she can't just go by herself and then her dad is just the patriarchy and says, ah, it's tough to be a man. I was like, ow, what? Okay. Well, whose dad said that? Takata's dad. I forgot. And it's just really annoying. And there's no reason that Ruki can't take her. No, but Takata wants to because he has a crush on her. I know, but Ruki seemed like this cool older sister to Juri. Yeah. But- Even though they're the same age, she's always been like kind of there. And there's no reason when... But I know Takata because- was her friend before. I know it's the plot, but I just... No, he's the more appropriate of the two. I just really like... It's not even the plot. There's no result I like their friendship, okay. No, I get that, but he's actually the more appropriate Mm. between the two of them. In the dub, Takata's dad isn't necessarily a sexist and just (laughs) says, Ah, Takata's grown up now, so he can go. So it's like, I trust my son to, to, you know, show his friend home. The arc then dies and Takata thanks him. In the dub, Dolphin, who's one of the wild bunch, screams that hits his baby... And then Gilmon says it's like losing a friend. So Takato's going to take the train with Juri. And he almost misses the train because he's getting bento boxes. He's got like seven of them. Yeah, and all of them are for Gilmon. Well, most of them. I, this is the funniest scene. So this, this, this scene contains the best line of the episode, mm. which is a tr- an inspector comes up. And he's oh, like, no, but before that, I just want to say something. Instead of just Gilmon saying, hurry, Takato, hurry, Gilmon is in the dub, is mentioned, saying it's like the, the arc again. Because Takato is running and they're almost leaving. Yeah, and then you're saying sorry. I didn't sorry? notice that connection. Actually, that's quite funny. No, it is. Um, so uh, they're on the train, and the train inspector comes up. He's like, "What dinosaur? You can't bring that in here!" And and Takato's reaction is gold. It's I know he's really big, so I bought him an adult ticket. I love that so much. It's so sweet. It's so good. They kept it in both versions. Mm. Oh, definitely. It's just such a cute little line, and oh, it makes me so happy. And then when Takato says, oh, no, don't worry, he fought for the town. And it says, oh, I don't know, that, that dinosaur looked a bit bigger. And then Gilmore says, oh, I'll evolve to show you. <laughs> and then, like, no, 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 no. In the dub, Gilmore wants to evolve because Takato says, oh, don't worry, he's just a baby. And then Takato says, and then Gilmore says, I'm not a baby, I'll show you, I'll evolve. And I'm not sure what I prefer. And they tackle him to the ground, like, mm. no! Gilmon's stomach rumbles because he's hungry. And when the inspector notices this, he's saying, Oh, you seem so kind, so I'll just let you go. In the dub, he says that he's never really heard of a monster wanting a lunchbox before, and that doesn't seem right, so he's fine. That makes no sense. Something doesn't seem right here, so it must be okay. Then we get like a bit of a flash forward till after the bento boxes, and in Gilmon's sleep, he's saying, Gilmon will eat more. <laughs> I love Gilmon. So there's actually, this is this is the biggest difference I identify between the two versions, mm-hmm. which is in Japanese, he's like, I'm so full. And in the other one, he says, I'm still hungry, but I'm tired. <laughs> that was it. That's the biggest difference. Like, I think you identified better ones than that, but when I watched it, this is the biggest difference. Takata sits down with Juri and says how she's a nice girl, and how... It's really weird. Yeah, and how being with her is like a dream come true for him, and how he always wondered if Juri liked him. And in the dub, he straight up says, I always wondered if you liked me the way I like you. And he goes, 
And he goes, I mean, I do. He goes, and then in the tone of voice, he should be saying the words, not that I like you or anything. He says, I do like you, but, uh, and he's still like backtracking, but he's not backtracking at all. Yeah. And it's really awkward. And she's just death staring the box in front of her. And he stands up and walks around to the other seat for no reason, just to be more or less awkward, I guess. I can't tell what effect it actually achieves. And he continues to blabber to her. And it is actually worrying and she looks she goes from like looking dead with her eyes mm. to looking angry or looking amused no she looks angry like when the when he's standing up and he's not quite he hasn't moved to sit down yet mm. she looks visibly up like she looks enraged mm. but i really like how takato is just saying how he didn't like how she was acting because it was just bothering him because of how different she was after Leomon died. I'm like, no, no, it's fine to feel, you know, grief after your friend dies. I just feel like I have this problem with this moment where Takata's revealing this because she's obviously having a really bad time right now. And I feel like it's, I don't want to say he's trying to pick up at a funeral. No, it but is. But like, imagine the, if, imagine any person who has a crush on somebody and that person's brother just died mm. and they're like hey hey i know you're really sad but yo big fan you want to go out with me i feel like he does have the best intentions like he is trying to cheer her up He's by saying look ten. i really like you and if he was an adult saying you're being kind of tactless buddy but I think he's just been, he's, he's 10 and he's trying to cheer her up. And he, he does like her. This is his, probably his first crush. At the same time, if she, instead of being weird and creepy, had just looked up and because she's evil now been just harsh and been like, really? Now? Are you serious? And just like laid it all out? He would have been A, crushed, and B, totally deserved it. <laughs> mm, yeah, but Jury's not probably that much there at the moment. No. And the main difference I got from this was, even though he says sort of the same things in both versions, in the English dub, he seems to straight up be confessing to her instead of just sort of like... Says, I thought he was in both. You know, in, in the original he's about to, but he's kind of like loses, loses heart. Like he says, I like, and then he just sort of like stops. He's like kind of gets a bit shy, but in the original, like in the, in the dub, as opposed to the original, he straight up says that he likes her. Then Jury starts reading the nutritional information from the bento box, and that's kind of scary. Also, we forgot to mention that Kulamon falls asleep on the seat, because oh, he yeah. came with them. Oh yeah, Kulamon came with them, but I don't care, because Kulamon likes Jury. He does. He's always liked Jury, and Jury was carrying him around before she became a tamer, so I'm fine with this. Then Takato helps her meet her father, and then he grabs her and pulls her. He's, and it's kind of aggressive. Like, he's reasonably polite to Takato in both versions. I really thought in English he'd be much more gruff, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, thanks, kid. Yeah. But they never did that. He was always like, yes, thank you for bringing my daughter home. Come, daughter. Wa-bam! This, the, but the father seems different to when we first saw him when he was working at that restaurant a little bit. Because he was dealing with customers then. Yeah, okay, good point. And then... And she takes Kulamon yeah. with her. Yeah, well, Kulamon, I think, flies into the taxi on his own accord, so I don't think she takes him. No <laughs> one takes him. Maybe. But it seems weird that he mm. ends up with her. Then, when Jury gets to where her stepmother is, Jury's stepmother hugs her, and Jury smiles, and it is pretty scary. And then it turned out she grew up into be Maki. Oh no, no, no more smirks, please. Takata is watching TV at the station, and then they find out the D Reaper is in Shinjuku. Oh my god, she brought the D Reaper with her through the portal? <laughs> 
Also, this is one of the other big differences I noticed. Yeah. Is that there's a news voice talking over the um the news thing. Oh yeah, the dub tends to do that. Whereas in the English, sorry, in the Japanese, it's just if they're just watching a TV silently. Yeah. Because that would make sense. They don't play the sound at the train stations. Yeah, no, that's a point. I didn't really write that down, but no, that's a point. <laughs> I wrote it down because I'm like, whoa, look at difference. What do you think of these episodes as someone who is new to Digimon? Um, I think the first episode, like, look, what happens in it? They're literally trying to catch a bus. So, and it's, it's, it's packaged amid, like, this, look, we evolved everybody so that we solved all our problems in the digital world so you can leave. And also, Kent is a tamer now. It's just, it was a, it was a big convenient tying of a big bow mm. so that we can just get out of this little arc and we're done with it finally. Mm. And that's, that's what it is. Um, I remember enjoying it, watching it. I don't know why. Uh, because it's not that good, especially not talking about it. I don't think that first episode's that good. Mm. It's fine. It's acceptable. I think the second one was better. The second one's real good. Yeah. Second one's... Because the second one is just the kids interacting with each other, and I really liked it. And it's also cute, quick family moments when they get back. We see each relationship, and each family's different. Each family has a different family dynamic. We have, you know... Dyphamic. We have Ruki's family, who's... There are no men in that family, basically. So There's the, the grandma family. and the mum. And we have Takato's, like... Takato is an only child. He's got a mum and a dad. And he is their world. And then we have, you know, Kazu has got a different kind of relationship with his dad. I don't think it's, like, an abusive relationship. No, but it's I think like, it's more you, like a... You, you... You dolt! Yeah. And then we have Ryo, and we don't really know or care much about Ryo. like a private investigator. Kenta's family are very emotional, and that reflects on Kenta. And, you know, Jen has, you know, his pretty huge family. And, like, his dad's hugging him and his mom's hugging Susie. Yeah. And that's cute because, you know, he has a sister. I mean, he has other sisters as well. And Lotmon's really emotional about it, too. Yeah. It's really cute. That is so cute. And, of course, we have Dewey's family, which is, you know... Not even there. (laughs) ...has a stepmother. And that's, again, that's also different. And it's different from the way of Ruki and Jury both don't have a parent that's there. But instead of, you know, Rumiko being single and ready to mingle, (laughs) and the grandma also being single, it's a different family dynamic. And I really appreciate that. They haven't gone with the, everyone has two parents. Even though Adventure had, you know, the adoptive parents, which is kind of like a... That's an interesting family dynamic. And Ty's mom and looked divorced. Ty's mom wasn't divorced. She looked it. The dad was there. Only in that first one. Only years no, no, beforehand. No, he, he, no, he was there in, in the other seasons. He just he was a businessman. Was he? Yeah. He's well, a salary man. I always thought that, like, he got drunk in that first... I thought he wasn't drunk in the no. first one, so then he got they got divorced. Oh, later. no, no. He's just a salary we man. We only ever see the mom. No, no. The dad is there. When? In in Adventure in Zero Two, we 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 definitely see the dad. I don't believe you. But TK and, and Yamato's parents are, are split up. Yeah, I guess Ty would have said mentioned it if they were divorced. And I just really like when they focus on the family aspects because everyone's got different family, and you've got to accommodate for different families, and that's nice. How would you rate these episodes? Uh, six and eight. Really, I gave it a six and seven, but I think I'm I'm willing to agree with you on that eight. I think I'm trying to rate them harshly but that never works out because I'll never get above a 7 if I rate them harshly because you're like well if, if I'm rating it harsh then nothing should deserve an 8 yeah but no I okay this is a good episode the second one is a good episode the first one is okay the second like the first one was, was better the first time I watched it yeah which 
To be honest, a lot of the episodes are better the first time. There are some episodes... <laughs> well, look, most yeah. TV shows aren't, meant to, aren't designed to be watched immediately mm. again every time. I think you'd be enjoying Tamers a lot more if you were just watching the original, because you only have to watch one, one episode each. There's every possibility that I yeah. would enjoy Digimon more if I did have to watch half as much of it. Okay, good point. <laughs> it does double the amount of episodes. How did it compare to what you thought in Obnoxious Synopsis? Um, so I thought the Wild Bunch would finish the ship, powered across dreams of children. Uh, um, and okay, I I thought there'd be a Golden Duke one evolution. That was that was that was kind of my big prediction about which I didn't mention in Obnoxious Synopsis, but I wrote down the notes. Yeah, I just I haven't actually looked at your notes. I just always assume that they're the same as what you say. Yeah, in sometimes synopsis. I add stuff when I think of it afterwards. But you, yeah, you didn't actually say that. Okay. It occurred to me that like shining evolution could be like the next evolution thing that happens. And, like, okay, so you have your bio-merge. Well, what if there's, like, a level above? Whoa, what if something happens? What if there's, like, a golden digi-egg situation? Do you think there's going to be another evolution? I do think... I mean, no, we got we got ten episodes left. I think we might we might have, like, one final thing. Who like, do you think will evolve? Oh, it'll be Duke-Lon. Or it'll be a Gilmon something. Um, the main character's one always has the big evolution. Um, the big, unique one. It has the Imperial Dramon of the show, right? Um, and... Like the bad guy's still a big red glowing blob. It just it, we actually kind of forget about them. Like it's it's definitely a clear danger, but it's not something the kids are really addressing. The kids' enemy is trying to get home. Mm. And I read it six point oh five. That is incredibly accurate. Yeah, no, that that's fair. precisely accurate. As far as Homeward Bound, I said that you're home. I, I did yeah, it. Well I was done. so right. This would be 7.14, which is, no, that's low. I mean, you would have rated it that, but uh, I think it was an 8. No, it deserves an 8. Actually, I, maybe yeah. maybe Takato blabbering for, for like a minute that, twice pushed it. That was pushed the it, worst it part of the episode. Yeah, well, that stopped it from, me, from yeah. being like... A nine. An 8.5. <laughs> um, also, I vaguely remember you saying something that you think that the, the wild bunch will transport to the digital world? Uh, in your in your prediction? I don't remember that. Because I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that definitely did oh, not. I think, I think I said that there was a possibility that they would be in the Ark, because that's how they would fly it. Oh, right. Instead like, of the like, Ark being yeah, like journey, itself. Yeah, like Journey to the Center of the Earth, yeah. whatever. What was the major difference in both these episodes that you noticed? Well, in the second episode, I noticed that Gilmon wasn't hungry in the Japanese one. <laughs> well, in the second episode, I noticed that the whole Takato doesn't exactly confess to Jury. Um, I guess the, there's the options of, like, Azalongmon again confirms that he was responsible mm. for Kulamon. Alternatively, I don't know, just the wording of Destiny is a very bad girl. Yeah, the the dog. Also, the dramatic music when we see Jury's face. And also, Zhu Chaomon still yeah, hating so- the Digimon and humans. Instead of saying, look, I don't really fully, you know, understand it, but I accept it. And I accept that that's fine and... Maybe hey, maybe you're you're right, and this is sort of like equal marriage rights. In the last episode, <laughs> you said how you know the now he accepts it, and he says, "Oh look, I don't understand it, but fine, it seems to work for you, and it doesn't affect me, so whatever." That's what this whole like arc was about. Mm. <laughs> Ever since the Davis, who are Supreme Court judges, the Davis. The Davis. The oh, Davis. God. The true enemy. The Davis. <laughs> um, alternatively, I guess the final one was uh, that they kind of implied when the Digimons were going around granting Kudamon's wish that mm-hmm. they all died in the process. I think they did. And that was like the last one trying to follow them. Like, that's in English. In English, they implied that they all died. Yeah. Maybe they did, though. Now the kids are home. What do you think? Oh, God, I think this digital world was really boring. Like... Like, it had interesting moments to it, but it has this key problem where it defines itself as, like, all of the different areas of the world are disconnected completely. Mm -hmm. 
and they're not relevant to each other at all. Mm. So you can't learn anything in one of them and apply it somewhere else. It's really just like tripping over different hazards. Mm. So like, okay, this part of the floor is covered in oil and this part is covered in honey. Like you're just walking on, you're just on different weird stuff. Mm. So there's no, they were never going to engage in the politics of the digital world. Mm. It was just be different places, fight different things. How have the kids grown now that they've been in the digital world and now that they're home? And who do you think grew the most? Rookie. Oh yeah, definitely. Like Takato is still excitable. I think he's just like, he has a slightly better understanding of risk. Mm. Jen hasn't grown at all because he was already mature. Yep. Um, Terrymon's grown more than he has, which just makes sense because he's the one who needed it. Um, Susie, is the same. She didn't grow at all. And Kazu and Kenta haven't really changed much. Yeah. Rio, we Kenta so didn't much. even try. Kenta, like you have to imagine that the getting the 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 Digivice thing in the sense that when you earn it is meant to be a big deal. Is meant to say like you made like life changing decisions. And Kenta yeah. said, "I found it in my pocket." Jury sort of changed. Maybe worse though. Okay, Jury she changed got more the depressed. most. She got depressed. <laughs> But, like, it's not, that's not character development so much as it is, like, trauma. <laughs> yeah, Dakota comes back and he's like, I'm more confident now, I'm braver, I can do more, I have such a bond with my partner. And then Ruki comes back and like, I have learned the value of protecting things. I have opened my heart to not just my partner Digimon, but also my friends and my family. And you ask Juri and she just breaks down crying. No, Juri comes back like, I have depression. <laughs> I used to Me be known too, as jury. I used to be known as the eccentric girl with the dog puppet. Now I'm just the depressed the, girl with a dog puppet. Yeah, with the slightly terrifying nightmare you feel of a dog puppet. Do you have any more thoughts on Kenta finally becoming a tamer? I'm so angry. It's so bad. He has an ultimate level Digimon right off the bat, yes. whereas Kazu and Juri, who were the other secondary, you know, supporting characters to come in, start both started off with adult level Digimon, and even when Gargamon started as started as a perfect level, he de-evolved. Yes. Kenta's didn't de-evolve. What do you think of this? And is this confirmed no biomerge for Kenta because he's already an ultimate level? <laughs> I think this is confirmed that Kenta will never be involved in any fights ever. <laughs> He'll just be standing to the side with his pink fish and be like, I don't know what to do. I had no training whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like... If they wanted to put so many characters in, I feel like they should have given each one a relatively good storyline of why they become a tamer and why they earned to become a tamer rather than just, oh, you get a Digivice, you get a Digivice, check under your chair, you get a Digivice. There were more characters in Adventure and they all got character development. Yeah, but they also all got their Digimon in the first episode. Yeah, Except but what, for Kari. what I'm saying is that like, you still can focus on this many characters, but they just choose not to. They introduce these two, these two nerds. I want to say for comic relief, but they're not very funny, so they just had... Mm. I honestly think they had them around there as backup. As, like, we don't know what we want to do with this story, so we're going to put these guys there in a hope. Mm. For Screenshot of the Week this week, I have once again chosen Rookie being heartwarming, and it's when she has her cup of hot chocolate, and her parents, as in her mum and her grandma, which I'm referring to as the parents because they're her guardians, and they're just so happy that she's home. And she just used to hate showing emotion and showing love. And she was so cold and unloving to these people and to her friends. And now she's here drinking cocoa out of a cup and she looks so happy. And she's cr- she cried when she saw her family again. So 
Oh, she's so heartwarming. And I know Screenshot of the Week is, has been previously like, look at this funny, funny picture. It's a funny, 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 happy, happy. That's right. Mine will, mine will feel that. Yeah. And mine lately have been like, look at this character and look how she's grown. I love her so much. What about yours? Mine is when Krillin's at the end of that chain and completely failing to lift Takato, and it looks like his eyeballs are going to explode out of his yeah, face. Yeah, that was sad. It's really funny. Have you noticed that neither of us has picked Terrymon for a while as a screenshot? He's not showing up. He gets like one line an episode, and he's like, hi, I'm Terrymon, and that's really it. And I want him to do cool stuff, but because they've thrown in these extra characters to take up screen time and waste screen time. There was a while that every week at least one of us would have Terry on as our yeah, special of the week. I know. And it was the best. I would I would pick him every time if he was doing anything. Mm. He's not. He stands around. The Digimon they're introduced in these episodes. Uh, I'm going to go Griffinmon and Hoemon at the same time. They because sure are birds. We could, we, they got them. introduced at the same time. We only got like a, a quick analyzer, but I, I really like them. I don't remember them. I love them. I think I have a vague idea what Griffinmon looks like, but like there's such nothings, they barely count. What about Marine Angemon? I told you before, I actually love Marine Angemon. So I think cute. it's a crap ultimate. Yeah. It's a solid rookie. So cute, though. It's a, it's a, it's a great rookie design I'm that not they sure stuck how, at the wrong level. I'm not sure how much you noticed, but in the original, Marine Angemon doesn't talk. He just goes, Papi Pupepo. I didn't notice Because those are the P sounds in Japanese. Papi Pupepo. In the English version, I believe he talks. Is that because fish make that noise? Papi Pupepo. They're bubble noises. That's so dumb. I think. That's awful. What about Monodramon? The cool dragon. It's really cute. He's a dumb dragon Small baby. And I adorable. love him. What level is it? Child. What? <laughs> okay. He just defaults all the way to child. Yep. He's a baby. That's I love him. fine. I love him so much because he's a little dragon. For Postmon Pat this week, first of all, we have a Stitcher review from Noam. And this is from three months ago because apparently my, like, the review email service I used for some reason stopped doing Stitcher. So I have to follow that up better now. So they give us four, five stars. And this, of course, yeah. is Noam M. We love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he says, like, he says, finally, a podcast about Japanese Digimon. And then says, I have been trying several Digimon-themed podcasts, but always fell short because they only talked about the English dub, which I have always found rather childish and pale compared to the Japanese version. From the first episode of Lost in Translation 1, I knew I had struck gold. That's amazing, because we didn't know that until, like, episode 20. <laughs> and yeah, and we were told by a lot of people that the first episode wasn't good. So. And then they all went away. Yeah. And then, and then he says, not only are both versions of the show discussed, but the two contrasting hosts, May the Digimon fan and Jay the reluctant first-time viewer, flesh out more about the show than I would have ever been able to expect. To all the Digimon fans, this podcast cannot be recommended enough. We really appreciate that. Thank you. It makes me so happy when I read a review. I'm just like, yay. And we've actually got quite a few to read because I just got another three from iTunes. Oh, so, boy and we've got another one, I believe, on Stitcher. But from what I skimmed through, it said they were just cross-posting from iTunes. So I'm not sure how similar that is, but I will. We will get to that. But yeah, are we going to read that one star Apple episode review? No, it was just no. It wasn't. It was just a one star on the survey. Oh, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. No, it was just because I said, "What do you think of the Apple episodes?" So maybe they were just uninterested in Applemon. But there was one that said, haven't listened, but there was no option to, I don't care about Applemon, but I don't know. So, on we got on Gmail, we got one from Sp, I mean SP, and they said that St. Gargamon's smiley faces 
um, change in motion as he attacks. Maybe to reflect Teramon's dual personality. And I mean, I'd like to give that credit, but at the same time, I think that making Teramon less animated is not the way to capitalize or make that character fun. Um, they go on to say that Juri's past should have been explored more. Um, it's like Tai and Hikari when uh, he only had the flashbacks quite late in the series. And that's true. Like, you can't you can't say, oh, she's got this big backstory and only introduce it once it's relevant. Mm. You have to talk about it. And Juri's past, especially from the notes and stuff we found out from the director or whatever, is mm. really interesting. And just, we don't get it. Um, they also enjoyed Ruki's growth, like you. and mm, how, like, it's Renamon's, fantastic. Renamon's mature already and helped her grow, which is good. She kind of had like three moms. <laughs> well, two moms and then her actual mom, who wasn't. Mm. Um, and maybe the D-Reaper is a reference. Um, they read about the first ever antivirus, which was built to delete a virus called Creeper back in the 70s. So D-Reaper, C-Reaper, maybe... <laughs> I could see it. Mm. We go on from Frost Magic, which uh, says, um, everybody always mentions the naked evolving children, though it was weird initially, but then this sort of stopped caring, which is interesting. So once you're exposed to it enough, you just, it stops really being noticed, which is something that they did very well in Kill la Kill, which is a show about people being in increasingly small clothing. <laughs> Um, and just by the end of it, everyone's naked, and you don't even notice anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, people are running around, and it's fine. Um, it's done ta- reasonably tastefully. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned Sakumon singing... No, just, just a bit before yeah. that. I always thought it was, like, in a magical girl anime quite way, because you always kind of see them, like, silhouette of being completely naked. Except it's not, though. They're just naked. In Sailor Moon and other of those genre, the magical girl genre, they're usually naked, because of course they are. Only for like a second, though, because they're changing clothes. Yeah, so it's the same as in, the, in this. No, but these guys are hovering around, being naked. Okay, yeah, okay, no, that's a point. I, it's sort of like cross between being in a mech suit and being naked. a magical girl. <laughs> it's You know what, it's like, pil- it's like driving a car without clothes on. <laughs> that's all it is. Um, they mentioned Sukumon uh, singing in Japanese, um, in Kanaka's notes, he mentioned that with her being a shaman, he wanted to use chants instead of just calling out her attacks. And they agreed that it was an excellent choice. And I like that. I like the using it sort of differently. Um, and she was sort of doing her poetry or whatever it mm. was. Um, however, I just wish they did that with more of them because otherwise it just seems like an odd choice rather than a fitting one, more as, even though it should. Finally, regarding the alias card, which, oh boy. Um, we broke some hearts with that. <laughs> on a With the Will thread, it was also stated that it de-evolves higher-level Digimon but prevents damage for that round. It is actually used in the fifth episode in this way. Renamon's clone takes an attack from Violon, though she doesn't appear to lose any energy because of it. So it sounds like it really did save the Digimon and Beelzemon absorbed the energy expended. Well, that's lame. I don't actually know what the card does. Like, I tried to look it up, and I think I did a pretty bad job of it. We then, of course, had a Gmail email from Chisai, and this is the lovely animation, which I love, and I'm, I just want to talk about it forever. And thank you. They, first of all, sent it to us via Gmail and sent it a Dropbox box link and asked if they could share it on their Tumblr. I'm like, yes, of course you can, because I want to share it, everyone. Show everyone. I want to, like, show my children. I want to show my grandchildren. <laughs> I showed my dog. I showed my parents. I just... Uh, I showed my friends. I was just... I cried a little bit. A little. A little bit. It just made me so happy. Thank you so much. We love you. Anyway, I'm very happy. We had an email from Chuckmon, who, which I won't unfortunately go into too much because it was about Atmon, and I haven't, we haven't actually seen this episode of Atmon yet or discussed it yet. But they loved Tajiro's introduction in Atmon. And is this the person is you think you'll hate? The Aptuber. 
which I kind of um, I might like because he's an aptitude, but maybe we got one from Elivorg. Yes. Elivorg, very so. Viking name. Um, and they said they're a new listener, but not a lifelong fan of Digimon. Um, they've only watched as a kid and only recently got back in the past year. Uh, Jay's reactions are fun as a, as they're so similar reactions to what they're having. Yeah. Um, they're not a big fan of most seasons, um, which I think is quite interesting. And they think their non-biased, nostalgia-free opinion is that Savers is the best one. And uh, hopefully listeners will give Savers a chance since the fandom doesn't seem to like it and they think it's underrated. I would completely agree with, with Ellie Vorg. Savers is uh, the most underrated series of Digimon. Everyone, I feel like, skipped it because it came out in around 2007 where we were all too cool for Digimon. We were all like, well, I was 14. So I didn't, I kind of like Digimon, but I didn't want anyone to know. You've never been too cool for anything in your life. Shut up. I thought I was too cool. I was never too cool. So I was kind of like hiding the fact that I like Digimon, but I couldn't watch Savers. I we didn't have fast enough internet to download it. I just it was it didn't air anywhere here on TV. So yeah, I didn't have access to it. So I didn't watch Savers until I was I think in in my first year of university. Really, you could probably get Lincoln Park AMVs of it though on Real Player. <sighs> Shut up. But I completely agree. It's really underrated. I think a lot of people skipped it, and I'm really excited for when we get to it. I've never watched it in English, only in Japanese. So I kind of want to see what they do to the characters. I know that they changed Masaru to Marcus. That's reasonable. Yeah, it's, it's it's fair enough. And I really want to know what you think about Savers when we get to it. It breaks a lot of. It's it's not so it's sort of di- very different from Digimon by which I mean Isn't the, every season the main character doesn't wear goggles. Oh my god! He starts with M, and even though it's the same sort of kanji, I believe it starts with M, and it's Haru different. Doesn't start with T. Yeah, okay, but Apmon's also different. Um, on with the world, we got one from Digital Guy who says that they enjoy um, our sort of wrestling references, which I do too. There is one hidden in this episode. It's not that hidden if you like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um. And they say that Daisuke is a lot like Roman Reigns, uh, which we will give a brief discuss. We'll, the brief explanation of that is that Roman Reigns is a guy that he's three, the guy that three years ago everyone wanted him to be really big and everyone loved him a lot, mm-hmm. and then he didn't get he didn't get very big because the writers or whatever of wrestling didn't do much with him. And then a year later, it was very clear they were going to push him, which is the word for make him try to make him popular, give him a lot of good stories and stuff. But by that point, everyone was sick of it. And then they kind of realized what was happening, that they were being told, now you like this guy. Now we're going to give everything to him, even though he hasn't, he's actually not that good. He's been around and we're not that impressed. So there was a big backlash against this guy, against Roman Reigns in particular, because, well, they didn't want him. And the company was saying, you do want him. You do. And he's meant to be this big badass guy, but he's saying stuff like, suffering succotash, son. Mm. At which point, you know, no one can take him seriously either. And people were unhappy that they felt that it was being pushed on them that they should cheer for someone they didn't want to cheer for. And what Digital Guy is saying is that that's that's why people don't like Daisuke. Because the show is like, he's the main character, you should love him. And you're sitting there like, no, I don't. Stop. And he's like, but he deserves all of your love for, I don't know, stuff. And Ty is like Vince McMahon giving him the championship goggles. And being like, you're the leader now. Yeah. Daisuke's like, yeah, I'm going to Superman punch everyone and not lose to anyone's finishing move. Oh my god. <laughs> Even if they do them 17 times with chairs and chains. On to Twitter, Stevie Patamon says, It's no animation, but it is fan art. 
and they said that they started their Digi podcast catch up because they fell a bit behind. And I'm actually behind on the Moncast at the moment, so all is forgiven. I'm behind on Lost in Translation one. I haven't listened to any of them since like episode four. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Except when I edit them. And you listen to all of them multiple times. So let's be real. Stevie drew us this really cute picture of Kulamon on Yamaki, and Yamaki looks angry, and Kulamon wants to play, and I love them. It's very cute. They are my second favorite ship. Do you want to know my first favorite ship? Ruki and Jury. No, the Ark. That was solid. That was a good joke. I'm... Which one, though? The, you know, the Deva Ark. Get Ark, Ark, Ark. Ark, it's a funny. That was, that was strong. Ark isn't... Yeah, I know. I'm very strong. That was, that was real strong. My favorite one was that one picture of Noah's Ark. <laughs> My favorite was the ship that blew up in the, the last Digimon movie we saw. I don't remember. It, it blew up um, behind Jen in the, the monster movie. I forgot. What was it called? Adventures Battle. There we go. Our next Twitter email, not Twitter email, tweet, <laughs> is Anime Guy Kurosaki, and they say, the explanations in the Atmon intro are very annoying, but not as bad as Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1. I don't know that one. Neither do I. I didn't watch... I mean, I, mean, I, I, I think I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! But I don't remember anything I about it. I watched a ton it. of it. I just don't remember the, any of the explanations. It could be possible it's the same way that Cardcaptor Sakura had a different intro to the Australian version. Because we might have had a different version of it. Because I know Cardcaptor Sakura in America had a terrible, terrible intro. And we had just an English version of the Japanese opening here. When we cover it in ten years, can we cover it with the, with the Americans? Yes, we can. Yay! Because that's probably more, like, terrible and different, right? And that's what the podcast is about. Mm. In, like, ten years when we're probably, like, very... We'll be, oh my god, we'll be in our 30s. On Reddit, we got one from my Mew show who says, When will you guys be starting Frontier? I was following alongside you guys, but I fell back behind in late August, so I haven't really been keeping up with the podcast outside of the Apple Monsters post. Um, I guess episodes. But they'll definitely catch up with the podcast and then try to keep up with Frontier once we start that. Aren't we starting that in like a year and a half? Frontier, we're starting in January. Oh, my- oh that's the next season, right? Yeah, mid-January. Oh, boy. So yeah, I, I replied to that on Reddit, but I'll just say here, January, I want to say like 15th or something, around, it's it's mid-January, and that's when we're doing it. Wouldn't it be great when we pass the best season of Digimon and just like get really sad forever? Nope, nope, all the other seasons are No, we passed the best one, the they're, fandom says so. They're better than Adventure. Everyone says so. I actually think Tamers is pretty overrated. Everyone I says like so, Tamers. Especially that person who said that Savers was the best one, they definitely said that Tamers is the best one. Well, we've had people who say we should skip Frontier, but we've also had people say the Frontier is their favourite or second favourite. So. Yeah, that means we should skip Digimon and go straight to the Sailor Moon. <laughs> Lost in Translation Moon, time to go. My favourite thing is that I like will commission someone to draw us as Sailor Moon characters. I'll be Tuxedo Mask, obviously. You'll be Chibi Moon? I'll be Tuxedo Mask. Perfect, we have a plan already. I'm already really short with Lotmon. <laughs> Stick with it. Yeah, we go for like, I'm really tall now. Then we're going to do Lost in Translation Ball, I'm going to be Krillin. <laughs> no, you could be, oh, and no, I could be Android 18. That's my dream. I'd be an amazing Android 18. I'd be the worst Krillin. I mean, I was blonde once. I have a beard. I can look pretty like killer. I don't know. No, you could be Bulma. <laughs> There's another Reddit post on the Reddit thread. Dak and Jaxter says, I think Cyberdemon's lances were to catch the rock, so it created a lid to stop the bubbles instead of them just falling right to the bottom. Except that you could see that didn't happen because they didn't plug up the thing in an acceptable fashion and they were you could see the bottom of the pit and they clearly fell around it and then up and then around them and just buried them. They did nothing. Mm. You could see. You would want like a net to catch them. Why would lances do anything? I don't know. It was magic. I think they were magic lances, and that's the point, right? 24 carat lances in the... <laughs> they then say, 
What do you guys think of Sukuyamon's English theme? For some reason, they only use it for the first bi merge. I don't remember it. I only remember the Japanese version because it was much. It was fantastic. The English, I think the English one was all right for memory. They then say, also, whenever you guys think about talk about Rika and Kellymon, it reminds me of Ke- uh, Kesley and Todd from Bojack Horseman. It's probably Kelsey. You. Yeah, it's Kelsey, that's right. You, I like your face. Well done. Look at your face. Who's Kelsey? I don't remember. Um, she is that agent for Bojack. No, it isn't. Not the agent. Um, the, the work They work on the movie, Secretariat, the brown-haired one. The director? Yeah, the director, that's right. I don't remember. You have to show yeah, me this I'll, clip. I'll, I'll, so they linked us a clip, which I will link in the show notes. But I was kind of like, I can't remember really that. Oh, and then no, I no, I can. She was very serious, and he was like a jokey weirdo. Yeah, okay, I can see where that dynamic comes By in. By the way, like, people should watch Bojack Horseman. It's very good and depressing. It's very depressing, but like, it just has some really nice moments. And it's just like, oh, okay. And it's just, like, it's different in the other ways the other adult cartoons are, where Family Guy's kind of, like, Family Guy and Simpsons and South Park, where it's kind of, like, you know, they're kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek funny, and you feel good after it, you have a bit of a chuckle. Sometimes they're a bit silly, sometimes they're a bit stupid. But Bojack Horseman's, like, kind of makes you a bit depressed after. But it's, like, in a good way that you learn something. Yeah, and it, like, it's not like you don't feel terribly depressed. You feel like, yeah, that was a thing. Finally, on Facebook, or from Quad, who said that they agree with me, because of course they do. Atmon is not a Digimon series, but an Atmon series. That's totally different. They're not related at all. There's no way they go to the digital world there. There's no way there are any Royal Nightmons, sorry, Royal Night apps. Um, also, they were worried that Digimon was dying as a franchise, but it seems like it's coming more lively with games and cards and shows and stuff, and it's sort of having its resurgence. Which, to which I say, it's kind of like... When we started the show, because May loved Digimon anyway. Oh, yeah. When we started the show, it was like archaeology, where like you're you're digging down and you're finding all the old stuff and you're holding up these like dinosaur bones up against each other. And you're like, well, this is this is a thing. This is what happened. This is what your nostalgia looked like. Yep. And this is sort of, we're putting it back under a spotlight. And then Digimon started to come back and then the bones came to life and bit me in the face. Yeah, because I thought though, I thought I mean this it's set and it's done. I wouldn't have to do any more stuff than this. Try new show. Try had been announced at this time, but it was still See, like that's why you were so excited. I always wanted to start a Digimon podcast, but that's what a dork would say. It was just I never started one because the fandom was pretty dead, and I feel like I could, I can't do this. Like it's it wouldn't be popular. Dig, the Digimon fandom's pretty dead. There hasn't been a show that people have been like super hype about. For years. We are still skating along with our, like, five listeners. Yeah. Thank you, five <laughs> listeners. We had more letters than five. All right, everybody. Join us for the next episode of Detective Conan. Reunion. Or a city attacked by the D-Reaper. And Beelzemon's big day. Or connected minds. Resurrected Beelzemon. That sounds terrible. <laughs> for Weekly Wonders this week, I was going to say Pokemon Sun and Moon because it comes out today, but I haven't actually played it yet because I was at work. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, so I want to recommend the Atmon manga, but I don't want to encourage people to pirate it because that is naughty. So if you do want to, uh, I would suggest just buying the V-Jump from the internet, obviously. It's not that expensive. If you can't, like, I don't know, like, I feel bad recommending it because, like, it's, it's, Mm, it's really hard. Uh, Why? Because like, I don't want people just to pirate this thing. I want so, them to like. Okay, pirate. anything you recommend could be pirated. Okay, good point. You're right. Just because you would pirate it in their circumstances doesn't mean that okay. it could, that it necessarily no. will That's be. Right. So I've been reading it because I bought the V jumps. 
I plan on buying all the V-Jumps that have Atmon in them now because I'm pretty hooked. So I was reading the first volume last night and, like, fully reading it, and it was... I realised that Dogachmon ran we start screaming about gyudon, which is, I believe, Jay's fa- one of his favourite dishes. It's rice and meat. I love it. Yeah. And I was I was kind of, like, looking at, like, okay, I can read the word cho and gyudon. Hmm. Why? So what he's saying is, my attack isn't just good and it isn't just skillful. It is as good. If, if it was a, a Gudon, it would be a super, super, mega, ultimate, prime Gudon. That's silly. <laughs> I love him. And that's that's that. And I can't, be, I can't recommend Pokemon Sun and Moon. Apparently it's really good, but I haven't actually played it yet because my day went. I went to work during my lunch break where I could have picked up the game. I had to get stitches removed. Then I went back to work. Then I went out to get Pokemon, had dinner with Jay, got home, recorded the podcast, haven't played it yet. Want to bore the Zed Ring thing? We'll do it as soon as I can. How about you? Have I talked about Love and Hell? What is that? It's a manga. That no, I, I read all of. No, I have not. Love and Hell is actually kind of cool. Basically, it's a story about this dude who dies mysteriously and ends up in hell and doesn't really remember why he's there. He thinks he lives a pretty average life. Uh-huh. But anyway, he wakes up and everyone in hell has like a demon who like is a guide and... Some of them are mean, some of them are reasonably nice, this guy's one is reasonably nice, and they sort of lead him around and tell him about the deal. And the deal is this, you can just live in hell and it'll just be fine. Yeah, you'll be there forever, and you'll be, and like, you'll be hungry. Because you, you need to earn money to buy food, mm. and to buy clothes and stuff. The way you earn money in hell is by suffering. Ah. So you like, you can, you can go to um, like, uh, boiling tar pits... And you can you can immerse yourself in them, and you can suffer and get money for it. Yeah, I want to read that. That sounds good. It's really good. I think you would quite like it. I never heard of it. No, that sounds quite good. Um, and uh, and like the idea is that, and if you die, you'll you get resurrected. So the dying isn't bad, but if you don't get money, you'll be hungry, and that is suffering that doesn't earn you anything. Oh, okay. So it's, you can if you suffer from being hungry, you don't get money. All right. No. So it doesn't solve itself. You have to you mm. have to actively go out and get. Hurt and the worse okay. it is, the, like the first example is he gets like beaten in a, in uh, in the head with a club and just dies instantly, and he earns like thirty yen. Yeah, that's not much, but all right. And they they yeah because like he didn't feel it, like he, he like it was a moment and then oh, it was gone. Oh right, okay. It, it is it is about like the worse it is, the more money you get. Is is it psychological suffering or just physical suffering? It, it's all physical. Oh okay, because like I, I feel like psychological suffering can be worse. It could be, but in this universe, it's not. Yeah. Cause it's not quantifiable. Okay, so it's physical stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, which actually means uh, there is a character who is a masochist. Mm-hmm. And who loves it? Yeah, that would be rich, right? And they're rich. They live in a penthouse. No, I'm a little okay. I love this. I love this now. I need to read it. They um they they get people to do stuff for them, and then they take pain in exchange on their behalf. <laughs> like it's really silly. And you t- they talk about like the hell economy and all this other stuff. It's it's a cute little story, and its art's reasonably good as well. Oh, I I, sh- I should look into that. That actually sounds quite interesting. I haven't heard of that before. Oh, I learned a thing. Yeah, you did. That's what Weekly Wonders is for: learning a thing. <laughs> The link dump will be linked in the description, and you can also find our screenshots of the week and our weekly wonders, which will be linked in the description and in the link dump. You can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslationmon at gmail.com, or you can comment on this episode or message us on SoundCloud. You can also follow us at Translationmon on Twitter and on Vine for the time being, and you can, you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, and YouTube. We have a discussion thread on With the Will and a Reddit thread in the Digimon subreddit. And we'd really appreciate it if you were to review us on iTunes and or Stitcher. 
Um, thank, and thank you to our Patreon supporters, Sam Krieger, who has a podcast with Stevie called The Moncast, which talks about Pokemon and Digimon. Uh, Wu Chinglong, you can find at twitch.tv forward slash Wu Chinglong. Metal Mummymon, Joe, Anime Guy, who you can find at Anime Guy Kurosaki and the number one on YouTube. Chakmon, Ishpal Bamba, Hero Olato, who you can find at Hero Olato on Twitter. Jason Morosky, Frost Moragic, who is at Frost Moragic on Twitter. Stephen Reeves, who is at Wildwing64 on Twitter. Kaidawashi, Mac, Noam, Riku, Red and Garen from Brexit with Digimon, which is another Digimon podcast that is best at brunch. Uh, Jams and Chisai. Isn't there one more person? Yeah, there is. But I, and- I, but as but Chisai also has a blog, and this of course is the amazing artist who did that cute little animation that we've mentioned like not enough times in this podcast because it was wonderful. And you can check out their Tumblr, which is Chisai two three six on Tumblr, and of course we'll link that in the description, well in the show notes. And our most recent supporter, Corey. Thank you, Corey. You can also make a one-off donation on PayPal, which can be found linked in the description. It's paypal.me slash Make sure to leave us a note to let us know if it's for the podcast. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.